internet icon the pride the pilgrims handsome jackie jones oh man along with my right hand man my oh no he's not here this week he's meeting a guy down uh under the bridge uh you know he met him on craigslist they're going he's going to pick up a package if you get what i'm saying but i uh, would wish him all the luck here getting his uh stocking stuff getting you know his buddy's going to be coming down his chimney if you catch my drift. But, hey, whatever, whatever you're into, Inchman, enjoy your holidays. But going to be here talking about the wrestling. Um, so I'm going to go over some stuff in the wrestling world. And then also over on the Facebook group, I asked the fine folks at Hediverse, send in questions and AMA, the kids call it. Ask me anything, but it's AJA. Ask Jack anything. Um, I'd like it, uh, preferably uh, no bullshit. You know you assholes out there like to send in the total bullshit, but no bullshit this evening. Like sending me real questions about uh, In Your Head, about the history of In Your Head, and I will answer them. Post them in the chat all evening. I'll answer them. It'll be a good time. It'll be a good time, folks. All right, but. This weekend, I watch a lot of wrestling. Intra's off, you know, meeting people on Craigslist and, uh, you know, doing some dirty deeds. But I watch the wrestling, and I watch the Ring of Honor final battle because it's the end of an era. It's possibly the end of Ring of Honor. Kind of, it felt like the end of the the end of the pr uh, promotion watching it. I'm glad I got it. It was uh, 25 bucks. Good deal, I think, for live wrestling show. Three hours, four hours, maybe with the pre-show. And um, 
I felt special. It really felt like you're watching last thing. It was interesting. Um, I haven't, I haven't kept up with ring of honor for, for a while. So, you know, I didn't know the storylines and stuff, but, uh, the match itself was a lot of fun. The show itself. I'm trying to get the, um, the card up here, but oh, here we go. So let's see here. I did miss, uh, apparently there was some stuff I missed. I thought I saw the whole show. Some of the stuff must have been, oh, it must have been a pre-show. I missed the pre-show. On the pre-show, The Righteous defeated Shane Taylor's promotion. I don't know any of these people in this, but I'm sure it was a good match. I missed it. I would have watched it. I just uh, thought about it last minute, ordered it. Uh, Miranda Elise and the Allure defeated Chelsea Green in the Hex. And PJ Black, Flip Gordon, Brian Malonis, the Beer City Bruiser, and World Famous CB defeated LSG Sledge, Maxi Impaler, Demonic Flamita, and Will Ferrara. So I did not see any of those. Ten-man match. Ten-man tag match. But I did see uh, Dragon Lee versus Ray Horace. A uh, very fun match. Um, Rhett Titus versus Dalton Castle, Silas Young, and Joe Hendry. This is my first time I've ever seen Joe Hendry. Uh, this guy's awesome. Uh, a lot of charisma. Amazing theme song. I was really uh, big on the man's theme. I've always been a fan of Silas Young, the last real wrestler, real man, I should say. George South of the last wrestler. Um, Silas Young, the, right, the last man. Uh, Dalton Castle, a great act, very charismatic. I, I think he's an impact now. I could be wrong about that. He was defending his uh, television championship in this. And uh, a long time, I've been a long time fan of uh, Red Titus. And we used to know him at the um, Fan Fest. And I was happy to see him win the belt. Now, I know him as uh, he's Red Titus. He's addicted to love. He's Red Titus. But now he's part of a group, the Foundation. He wears like a rotting uh, corpse mask. Kind of cool. Amazing shape still. Uh, fun match. It was nice to see, uh, you know, a longtime uh, Ring of Honor star who I don't think he's ever had a singles title, uh, won a title on the last show. Now, what happens to this belt? I'm not sure. Uh, this was the only one, I think, the only title that was changed that they didn't then afterwards, you know, kind of talk about maybe it appearing in other things. I got the impression that a lot of the Ring of Honor titles will be touring belts now without the promotion, which is an interesting concept that maybe like uh, the Ring of Honor World title, Ring of Honor Women's title, Ring of Honor tag belts could be belts that are uh, defended, you know, uh, internationally, New Japan, AEW, Mexico, NWA possibly. So I don't know. I like this. In theory, it's a good idea. How you work that out with everybody. I know uh, people are starting to work more together, which is great. Um, but once you, you start having titles, you know, could be a little different. Who knows? I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, Josh Woods defeated Brian Johnson. Uh, this was a fight with honor. This was for the... Um, I mean, this was uh, the pure uh, championship for the it was uh, the next match of the fight without on, but a uh, pure rules match. You know, going in, I thought like, oh, this is probably not gonna be something I like, but I thought it was very good. And they actually used um, the added rules, like uh, two two um, breaks with the ropes, things like that. They really used that in the in the psychology of the match and the storytelling because then it, it 
it happened, you know, the man used up all his uh, rope breaks. And then so at the end, when he had him in the submission, it didn't matter if he's in ropes. This was actually very good. And it's a, it was interesting to show that um, actually cutting back on everything you do in the match can actually add to the match. Uh, Shane Taylor uh, defeated Kenny King. This was uh, the fight without honor. Uh, you know, a while, like hardcore. Bro, my first time seeing Shane Taylor. Uh, very impressive big man. Uh, Roxy defeated uh, Willow Nightingale for the women's. Um, well, she she defended the women's belt. Um, this was the only match I didn't think was was very good. Um, I don't know. I've, I kind of think WWE really has most of the really uh, good women's wrestlers. I know some people are going to get mad at me out there. There's a handful in AEW, but a lot of the ones I see in the other one, in promotions just aren't aren't really very good. Um, so then after this match, um, I, I didn't know who she was, but uh, women. I think she's a champ in AAA. Came in and challenged uh, Roxy to a uh, winner takes all. So I guess it'll be uh, the women's title will be defended in AAA. What I alluded to earlier in the program. Go, go pump for hit the history of in your head show. Well, thank you. Thank you. He also sent in audio clips. Interesting. I don't know if, I, if I'll be able to play them. I wish I would have looked that earlier. I'm not sure about to play them on the show tonight. We might, we'll try. Dobbs says, hello, hello, Mr. Dobbs, my buddy, my pal, my amigo, my compadre. Jonathan Jackson said, interest getting those stocking stuff deep. You know it. Getting that stocking, he's getting it all stretched out so he can, you know, get a lot of goody stuff in there. Get in there. By the way, this is not, this is not Jonathan Jackson's hat. I have my own hat. Jonathan Jackson had is still here. He never uh, sent me the address yet to send this out. But to let everybody know, boom, I have two extras. That's right. One of them is already is already Jonathan Jackson's, but I've got one more Bootios hat. If anyone tonight would like that hat, you can uh, super chat $25, and I'll send it out. Which, by the way, is a good deal because uh, – I didn't realize YouTube tastes like tastes like uh, eight bucks out of that. Take a big chunk. Um, Golgo ordered uh, final battle and he enjoyed it. Said interest probably licking some candy canes right about now. Yeah, he's probably licking the canes while he's uh, while Santa's coming down his chimneys. You know, he's he's living he's living the life in the in Santaville. Go go thirteen. Joe Henry was great in Impact. See, I didn't know him in Impact. He uh, um, he teamed with uh, Grado. Oh, okay, I like Grado. Go go thirteen. I hope AEW picks up Dalton Castle. I agree. Um, he thinks Pure Rules is boring. I didn't. I actually really I liked it quite a bit. I hope Willow got Jeff Hardy's bow. Oh, that's true. I don't know. We'll talk about Jeff Hardy a little, a little bit. Um. The VLNC Unlimited, Brody King Homicide. Oh, this is Violence Unlimited. Uh, Brody King Homicide and Cody Deppin and, and Rocky Romero defeated EC3, Eli Isom, Taylor Rust, and Tracer Williams, eight man tag match. This was a fun match. Afterwards, it was like this big angle where EC3, um, I don't know if he's, I don't know what he, what was happening here. He's like, 
it's almost like an invasion, but he outright said it's not an invasion. It's so I don't know if it's his own promotion or if he's if this is a faction that will be in, in multiple promotions. Um, he said the you know, unleash the Titan, kind of like unleash the Kraken, but with Titan, which is Braun Strowman, looked amazing, amazing shape. Um, trim the beard up, shade the head, look at it. it was good look on the Indies. A man is a legit giant, you know, because uh, there aren't really anyone else his size. Uh, EC3 looks great, but there's just something. Um, I've never, I don't know, I've never really been into the guy. And again, here, like he's given the mic and he, he's trying to get this over, and it seems like it should be a big deal, and he looks the part. But it just uh, it just didn't work for me. He's uh, there's something missing in him. Like for one thing, the promo like he just went on and on for a long time and never really got his point across what he was talking about, and it wasn't clear what was happening. And there's I don't know. It's just um, I think as Beef said in the group, he just might just not have the the it factor. There's something missing there. I don't know. You think he should be like a star guy? I don't. I'm not seeing it. Uh, Briscoe Brothers versus the OGT, uh, which is Matt Taven and Mike Bennett, and they had Maria Canellis uh, in the corner with them. For the tag belts, they said that they actually flipped the coin in the back to see which would go last the tag titles or the world title and uh, the tag, uh, the world title went last Uh great match. Briscoe brothers uh, won the belts. That's a great ending for ring of honor. Uh, been there forever. And one of the, one of the acts has been there for so long and uh, never left. Unlike, you know, a lot of the people and then a great, this was a great angle afterwards. FTR comes in and um, I'm, you know, I'm guessing we're going to get FTR versus Briscoe Brothers on AEW for the ROH titles, which that'll be uh, that'd be great, definite dream match. Looking forward to that. Oh, by the way, I wanted to mention um, a lot of uh, Ring of Honor um, legends throughout the show uh, did um, pre-tape promos, which was really nice. You had Young Bucks and um, a lot of you know uh, Hangman and Page and Eddie Edwards and. Um, See, uh, CM Punk, I mentioned, uh, Brian, uh, Daniel, Brian, uh, Brian Danielson. I'm missing a lot of people, but it was very, it was very nice to see. It was very good. A lot of them tied kind of like this was the end, um, and really put it over. And if you think about it, these last 20 years, 15 years or so, so many of the top guys and all the promotions uh, are from ring of honor. And it really did, um, Really, the style we see is is really Ring of Honor style. Well, um, it would have been nice for WWE to let like Steen and Cesaro, maybe Rollins if he'd be into it, uh, send in a tape like this. But you know they wouldn't do that. And people will defend that, I'm sure, but it wouldn't have hurt anything. Uh, Jonathan Gresham defeated Jay Lethal by submission. Uh, I never understand Jonathan Gresham's octopus character. I don't get it. He comes out looking like he's like from Call of Thulu or he's got like, he's like this Lovecraftian beast. Um, but then, but he's like, a, just a straight up wrestler. I don't think the gimmick fits him at all. I don't know if it would really fit anybody. If it seems like a dark, weird gimmick that would be like in the dungeon of doom, but once he, he just takes it off and then he's just a wrestler. I don't understand it. Uh, Jay Lethal, I've always been a fan of. I was actually rooting for him to win. I don't know a lot about Gresham. 
very good wrestler, but the, the gimmick does not work. And uh, they said he'd be taking the uh, the RH title uh, to New Japan. Uh, but it was, I really enjoyed the show. I'm glad I got, got it. Glad I watched it. I mentioned I was at the top of Jeff Hardy. So Jeff Hardy, oh, go, 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 13. Boom. He got the last one. There won't be a surprise one next week. These, so both these are accounted for. Mr. Jackson, Mr. Gogo 13, got themselves the Bootyos hat. And they will be styling just like me. We are the modern day new day. Oh, yeah, new day. Me, Gogo 13, Jonathan Jackson are the new day in the Headyverse. Boom. I think that's fitting. I love it. So, uh, Jeff Hardy was like running out of the ring last week during matches. And I guess WWE wanted some rehab. He didn't want to do it. And so they let him go. Um, I mean, I don't know what else they're supposed to do. I've seen people on our board say, like, you know, um, rehab isn't for everybody, and not every relapse um, means you should have to go to rehab. Now, I understand what they're saying, but the man's clearly had issues for a long time. Um, so, I, I mean, WWE can't – you can't have a guy just running out of, of a match with – because you, you, it's not only him, it's the protection of the other wrestlers, protection of the crowd. So, uh, I don't know what else you could really do at this point. Uh, and I don't get any pleasure out of, uh, out of a guy having, uh, having battling demons – I don't think his brother's doing him any good just saying he's fine and his wife and taking pictures saying, oh, you know, we're going to reunite, basically insinuating they're going to reunite in AEW. If the guy's got uh, issues, uh, don't think just immediately like, wow, he's got to come in AEW and start wrestling again is uh, the great, greatest thing. But I don't know. I don't know the man's financial situation. I don't know how he's really doing. He looks in pain to me whenever he wrestles, as does Matt. Um, I can't deny Matt and Jeff together in AEW would be, wouldn't be cool. Be a lot better than what Matt's doing now, which is just uh, shitting up the joint. Um, Hardy boys, you know, Hardy boys, young bucks, Hardy boys, FTR, Hardy boys, Darby Allen is thing. There's lots of things you could do. It'd be fun. I just, you know, the man's health is uh, more important than some dream matches, but we'll uh, see what happens. Another big thing. Um, this week was uh, Hannibal. He uh, stabbed this referee in the head with a spike. He's like, ah, I fucking attack him. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be in the minority here. I'm not, I'm not one to, uh, to like defend Hannibal and some, but uh, when I watched it, I was like, oh, well, this is, this was clearly, you know, angle. The referee was hiding the blade. You could see that he he played himself and was putting the blade back in his uh, shirt. Um, he was just putting his arms aside, getting attacked. If you're really getting attacked, you'd put your hands up or something. Um, so did Hannibal uh, go too far with it? I have no idea, possibly. But it was clearly set up. It was clearly like a planned thing. You could see they were working together. Um People have some different views on this. Basically, everyone says it was a planned spot going in, that that ref was was actually one group says it was Hannibal's ref. Other people say, you know, I think Hannibal says that he was picked out because he's a good bleeder. 
and uh, they gave him the spike to use. And so anyway, so the various things are it's what it seems to me is there's a playing spot that went a little too far. He's a little too uh, rough with the guy. Um, so people said he actually really did choke him out, which that's possible. Uh, the stuff with the spike, like it to me, it looked like they were, you know, doing it together. Again, he might have went too far and actually cut his head with it and stuff. But it's kind of weird. He started to go. I won't, you know, go too far with this. I do think what what uh, Hannibal said is accurate. That it was, you know, all set up, and he even apologized. So maybe he knows he went too far with it and hurt the guy. That's that's unfortunate. Uh, but it is wrestling. I've seen some some wrestling friends of mine on Facebook saying um, they're pretty sure it was a Kevin Sullivan idea because I know Sullivan works uh, with the promotion and with Hannibal, and it's something right out of Sullivan. I mean, Sullivan's done the Golden Spike many times in wrestling. Um, he's done similar store uh, angles all throughout wrestling. He didn't smoke him out with Jim Cornette when he cut up uh, Katamura, I think Katamura, something like that. He even had the golden spike with like Ming and stuff in, in WCW. So anyway, um, it's unfortunate if he did uh, hurt the man, but there's no way he just went in there with this without telling anyone and just started actually spiking the guy in the head. I mean, that didn't happen. So we'll see what happens. He's uh, losing bookings. Now, if he did uh, either way, even if uh, he didn't go in there and just start spiking the dude, but if he did uh, actually choke him out or cut or cut the guy too deep or whatever like that, I understand people not wanting to book him. I don't really understand what the purpose of the angle was to begin with. Like, are you going to lead to Hannibal versus referee match? Like what, what was it? The point was it just to get like hits and like people talking possibly, which it did, but not in a positive, positive way. I don't think, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It is. It'll be interesting to see how this, this plays out. Go, go 13. I think East three, three was at his best playing Dixie's nephew. Everyone says that I've not, um, I did wasn't watching, um, impact of the time so i don't really can't have an opinion on that uh, i have not liked his new change of narrative yeah i don't like the change your narrative thing control your narrative i don't know he says maybe it'll be better with him leading a faction it's pot i don't know i don't i don't think he's good as the leader of the faction his promos are very just ramble they seem like they should be better he's given i mean he's given a big uh platform and a lot of time on this show but hmm. Wasn't uh, loving it. Uh, AEW Dynamite. Excuse me. What what was the date on that? Um, what was last week? Like the seventh? Does that sound right? I could just look. No, no. Today's the fourteenth. So all right, eight. All right, let me look this up. I should take notes, which I used to. Maybe I will if I start doing the post shows again. Oh yeah, so we had um, MJF. Oh yeah, so this was this was great because this was in Long Island. Uh, you heard MJF's music start. I just have the notes up here, the 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 uh, just so I know what's happening. But I'm not gonna, I'm not sitting reading it. 
But um, so MGF's music came on and CM Punk came out. And this was uh, this was tremendous. This punk MJF feuds to me just money, amazing. Um, some of the best promos of modern wrestling, best promos I can remember in ages. Um, this this was cool because you know punks just over like Rover, as all the kids say. But in Long Island, he was uh, the heel, and he played it up. He played up being the heel. Some people could take note instead of fighting the crowd, just play with it. And, uh, you know, the next week he'll be cheered, but this is, if he would have been out there and kept, uh, pandering to the audience, like, like Cody would do or something, uh, and trying to get them to love him, it will, this would have been, this would have been embarrassing, but no, he knew, he knew going in and then, um, he even went ultra heel on them. I like this dynamic to me when, um, when they, when they would talk about heels and baby faces being passe, um, this is more to me what they meant as opposed to there are no heels and baby faces because there's clearly, uh, villains and heroes on the show. There's clearly protagonists, antagonists, but when you have a, a, a dynamic like this, that's a that's more blurred and out the window, and so you have MJF uh, playing up as being the, the hometown boy, and MJF's um, intro his uh, for the for the battle royal that was one of the best things. Uh, it it put him over. It was so like it was over the top. It was it was corny. It was corny and funny, but not to the point where it's like, what am I watching? Uh, both that stuff was great. Uh, the battle Royal is what it is. I'm, I'm not really a big fan of battle Royals in general. It was weird to see certain guys in here get thrown out very quickly. Like, uh, Jay lethal just came to the show and had that great match with, um, Sammy Guevara. And it's, this is something AEW is not good at is, uh, is keeping up momentum on guys. So he has some momentum, even though he lost, he's got, you know, some momentum after the, that's our first sighting of him. And then immediately he's just a guy in a battle Royal and thrown out like in the middle and not even thought of. It's very bizarre. Uh, Dante Martin comes down with MJF and Dante immediately now is already turned on team Taz. Like if um, I actually would prefer him with Leo rush, but that team is actually really working for me. That that's, that's really a dark horse team that came that I didn't really think I'd see much in, but I've been liking it. Um, so then when he goes with team Taz, it's like, okay, maybe the storyline is eventually he's playing team Taz or Leo rush wins him back, whatever, but you can't just do it the very next week. You can't be the big swerve. Uh, Dante Martin signs with team Taz. And then the very next week he turns on him. No, you can't do that. It's too, it's, I mean, you don't even give people time to care. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I assume MJF will win it three years in a row. The bat, this battle royal is always weird to me too, because the one thing about a battle royal is when it comes down to a few people, it's usually exciting, and then uh, then you have the payoff of the winner, but you don't even have the payoff of a winner in this one because it comes down to two people and it just ends and they have a match next week. Now, if it ended and they had a match immediately, I think that would work, but to end the battle royal without a winner and then you got to wait the next week to see it um, at home. It's lame, but it must be really lame if you're there in the audience. Cause it's like, you're paying, you're paying to be there. You fly to be there, travel to be there. And then you don't even see the actual payoff of what you're watching. 
Very weird. Uh, the claim. In 2.0, they wrestled the Jurassic Express and the Varsity Blondes. Actually, like all these guys, it was a big, uh, just a big fun, you know, big uh, bunch, a bunch of moves. Usually these eight-man tags are like that. So either you kind of like that kind of thing or you don't. I like it. It's not like, uh, you know, it's not going to be the greatest thing that's ever lived. But you have a two-hour show. You put in a thing like that. It's fun. Um, FTR backstage with Tully Blanchard. This was not good. Um, that might have been FTR's worst promo. I thought they were really poor on the mic. Um, Young Bucks with Adam Cole, baby, and Brandon Cutler versus Chaos Rocky Marrow and the Kentucky Gentleman, uh, Chuck Taylor. Glad to see Chuck Taylor back. I'm a big fan of the, of, uh, Giving people, gotta give the people what they want. I like, uh, I like the hugging out with the best friends. Uh, Ruby Soho interview with Alex Marvez. I don't remember this, but it says she was interrupted by the bunny and Penelope Ford. Uh, um, I'm not a one to uh, say cornets like right on stuff, but they do do uh, every time there's a vignette, anytime there's an interview, it's just automatically it's people are attacked. It's, it's too far. Uh, Sammy Guevara, he was interviewed. Oh, yeah, and Cody came out. I don't really remember any of this stuff. Um, uh, Jamie Hader, uh, versus Rio. I'm not a real hater, but I this match wasn't good. Uh, I'm a Jamie Hader fan, this big size difference. Instead of growing on me, I think uh, she's growing against me, Rio. Either she's not as she's gotten worse, or I've uh, grown tired of uh, of her act. Um, the, um, you know, the giant versus the smaller guy, David Goliath thing, you know, that's a good story to tell once in a while, but that's all her matches and she's super tiny. I don't know. Getting kind of getting a little bit, uh, I've had enough for Rio, I think. Um, Tony Schiavone, you know, yeah, this, so Tony interviewed the, the varsity blondes. This is not a good, this is like, if you did um, Pillman Jr. versus Malachi Black, I'm okay. I'm totally into that. That's cool. But the Varsity Blondes gimmick is awful. Um, I I like I like the team, actually. I think Griff Garrison gets a bad rap, probably because he has a shit name. That is an awful name. But uh, he's good. Um, the other guy's great. They're like another guy that really messed up on the, um, momentum. Uh, he had a lot going on with the feud with MJF to just end it. And then he's just basically back to where he was right before that. Uh, and then you put him back in this really, this is just a cheesy gimmick from, from the like early nineties, like we would see in WCW or, or WWF. It's terrible. Um, and then you have, you know, the dark guy with the big horns, like fighting these like college, like football. It just sucks. It's not good. The American Dragon versus John Silver. Now, this was good. This was a fun match. John Silver is super over. Um, can you, I used to think he, he might be a big star. I don't, I'm not really sure about that anymore. Another guy, I don't think they're really, well, Okay, it's not their fault. I remember now he got hurt right when they were really starting to capitalize on his momentum. 
But uh, American Dragon, a perfect heel. He's awesome. So this was a fun show. Fun show. There's some stuff I didn't like. Not the best uh, Dynamite, but it was good. Uh, old wrestlers still do interviews with Hannibal for paid. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, I'm, I'm sure he can do interviews on YouTube and stuff, but the, he's not going to get um, bookings. And if the interviews on YouTube were making, you know, big bucks, he probably wouldn't even be doing these matches. Uh, <clears throat> EC3 was a great promo impact, but completely different character. Yeah, I don't remember him. Elf Jack. I mean, no, it's a Santa hat. Uh, go Malachi. I, yeah, I agree. Malachi Black needs to work on speeding the mist. I think he should just drop the mist. I don't think it really fits him. He doesn't. I always have liked the mist, but I've never seen guys do the mist who couldn't do it. Uh, maybe he just doesn't have the uh, Japanese uh, mist glands. But honestly, he's just not good at it. And I really like him. And, uh, just you gotta get if you can't do something very well, just don't do it. It's not that hard. All right, so we're gonna get to these questions. I'm not gonna be here all night. All right, let me find these questions. All right, we're gonna get to these questions. I think I got some in the email too. We'll get to them first. And if you have any in, in the chat, uh, send them in with uh, some asterisks around question. All right. I'm just uh, pulling up the questions on um, on my uh, thing. On my dong. No, no, on my, on my uh, phone gimmick here. A little bit of sore throat tonight. Not sore, kind of dry. I thought um, Gogo13 sent me questions. Oh, here they are. I have two different uh, in your head um, emails. All right. <clears throat> Gogo13. Do you know what happened to rival in your head show Smash Mouth Wrestling Radio hosted by Shooter Austin? You shooter Austin, and I'm gonna ask all the hard hitting questions. I can't remember. Is that how Shooter Austin talked? I think it was something like that. And Louie, that's right, Shooter Austin and Louie. <clears throat> they were supposed to be the next big thing in internet wrestling radio. Attach is the intro and promo. Whoa, he's got the original promos here. All right, let me try to play him. Maybe we can do this. Turn up the phone. It probably work. <clears throat> we'll just sit here and watch me uh, load them up on my phone. I guess I oh, I can't. I would. I can't log. I would log into this email, but it's a different. Here we go. And I just wanted. Hi guys, this is Shooter Aston, and I just wanted to 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 go over like what you can expect from SM. WR, because it's going to be spent. You've been asking yourself, like, where's my Smash Mouth Wrestling Radio? But, you know, it's coming. It's going to be Smash Mouth Wrestling Radio. And we're going to have, like, all the big guests. We have Crangle and Spojo and uh, DDP Diamond Dallas Page and Phil Bang. And we're not going to be the boring interviews that you hear on those shows because we're, 
we're going to do the hot seat and we're going to make them, they have to answer the shoots because we want it, you know, and unless you're a big name, you know, we don't want Sean. So it's going to be pretty awesome. All right. That was the intro uh, for Smash Mouth Wrestling Radio. Uh, this is Shooter Austin again. And um, just want to tell everybody about like what we got coming up soon on uh, Smash Mouth Wrestling Radio, which is it, the evolution of revolution. The evolution of revolution. Those you know, shows, they get, they get like, you know, like eyes on and they don't really ask the hard questions. They don't. I've it's been, like, yeah. You know, softballs. Be I've been accused of that myself. Like the curveball. Oh, the curveball. All these things lined up because, like, me and Louie, you, you know, we were right the other day and we were writing down like, the questions because we got Kurt Angle coming up. Damn, they got Kurt Angle. We could never get him. And, uh, you know, he comes on shows and people, they're like afraid. Like, they are the hard questions, pissing their like, pants. Get Kurt Angle on this and ask about, like, medals and like wrestling but you know it's time to ask him like what he really thinks about like you know and like the uh like his you know like his neck and like drugs not him you gotta fucking ask him about his neck because we're gonna have the guys the ring of fire and we're gonna do the ring of fire holy fuck me and louis thrown out Rapid fire shoot question, and, and the guest has to answer like shoot wise, like really. He can't, you know, he can't avoid it because this is gonna be, you know, it's like the 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 evolution of wrestling radio because we're gonna be more Howard Stern and like meet CNN because we're gonna be like controversial, but yeah, we're gonna ask their how real questions, and so they gotta answer them, and you know, it's not gonna be a walk in the park you know this is this is gonna be it this is like shoots you know like people buy the shoots you want to pay for this you're right not right away but this was at revolutionary like, because huh? now people have you know, shoots like the, you don't pay for you know, the insider does where you gotta pay you know probably do the pay site probably in the next few months where you gotta pay to, you know we'll do the show for free like the live show then pay for archives and maybe we'll do some hotlines you know, we got all kinds of plans. It's really going to be big time. And big time. Your know, ultimate goal is, we, you know, we want to get on the radio, but we're going to need all your help. So everybody send in the questions. How the hell did I do this? Well, I mean, how this guy sounds great. Big yes, because this is Smash Mouth Wrestling Radio, the evolution of revolution. We're playing for keeps. So, you know, Bitches, you gotta step aside, you know, knuckle up because this is a new dog on the block. I stole bitches from, from uh, this guy, you know, and this is what's going on. So, um, that's about it for this week. Try to uh, try to record me and Louie later on, but I don't know if uh, Hobo John got, got the Skype worked out where we can record it because it's so tricky. <laughs> But, um, you know, if any you guys out there, like, you know, I've been going on the websites and plugging it, and we just made the MySpace, because I heard that's, like, cool. It is and, cool, uh, Shooter you Austin. Know, if any guys want to help out, just, you know, send me an email. And, um, you know, so some of the websites are, like, deleted my plugs, because, like, you know, 
they're like paranoid. They see that this is a new kid. You know, we gotta, you know, we try to squash them. But like, we believe in competition. So if you come on our site and you plug your stuff, we're just gonna plug in bars back even harder. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we're the evolution revolution. And, you know, the one website, the Interhead, they didn't delete the stuff. That's right. We, know, we, we embraced props. this yeah, guy. Might not buy them props, you know, that they didn't delete our stuff. So they're not like afraid of the competition, which is cool. You know, maybe we can work together down the line. Um, Damn, I should take this guy, but he wouldn't have been no showing me. Who knows what else? You know, is it store? Maybe radio? We're not sure. How long is this fucking promo? Radio, maybe like serious, something like that. But damn, they were getting way bigger than us. Wonder what happened to Louie. See the guy who's jerking off in front of people? All kinds of stuff in store. So, uh, you go hold your seat, put your belt buckles, and get ready for a bumpy ride because you know, we're, we're playing for keeps and we're taking no prisoners because it's Smash Mouth Wrestling Radio, the evolution of revolution. Bitches! Boom, bitches. I stole bitches from this man. So, have you guys ever heard of If I Did It? The um, It was the biography of, uh, of O.J. Simpson that he wrote. If he, he was the murderer, this is how he would have done it. All right, let's uh, take let's take a page out of O.J. Simpson's book here for a minute. If I was Shooter Austin back in the day and intro w- was Louie, the idea was, now this is just if, this is, let's just fantasy book here for a minute. The idea was I was going to, uh, um, we were going to do both In Your Head and Smash Mouth Wrestling Radio and see like how many websites we could actually get this shit out on. But if I was this guy, I for the life of me, I can't remember how I got my voice to do that, but it was probably before I drank a lot of bourbon, if I was Shooter Austin. But we all know that's no one could be Shooter Austin. That guy's fucking money. I'm just a hack compared to Shooter Austin, and fucking intro is no Louie. Hi guys, this is Shooter Aston again. Whoa. And welcome back to the Smash Mouth Wrestling Radio. I must have forgot how Detroit I did the voice. Promo. I mean, this one's a little different. I was hoping to have Louie with me this week, but we couldn't get a hold of Hobo John. Hobo John! So, um, maybe next week we'll get him here and we'll do one together. And then you can be all prepared because we got the debut show coming up very soon. It's going to be Wednesdays from 7 to 9. Was that and the same time in your head was live? Show we're gonna have Kurt Angle, who you all know from TNA and WWE, and he was also an Olympic gold medalist. Really? Holy fuck! I didn't know that. This guy had this guy's a freaking wrestling genius. Yeah, I know you've seen him on other shows and heard him on other shows, but for, you know it's always like the softball questions, True. and it's boring. But this time it's gonna be hard balls with a couple curve balls. Because me and Louie, during study hall a couple days ago, we wrote up the questions because this is a whole new way of interviewing that you've never seen before, you've never heard before, because this is the evolution of revolution, smash mouth, wrestling radio. This guy's good, though. He always gets a catchphrase in there. It's all about branding. That you know wrestling radio because it's going to be the evolution of wrestling radio. Michael DeVore Jr., he wants Shooter Austin merch. And it's called. I have to work out a deal with this guy. 
and we're gonna have Murphy's Craig on Facebook. Will. He's gonna be the first guy that's gonna sit in the hot seat, and we're gonna and we're me and Lou. We're gonna take turns throwing out hard hitting questions one after the other, and he has to answer. This this, this is good. Right no one thought of this. Like and you got to make the people answer the questions. So bring us a game. I'm gonna call him up and tell him you know to come prepared because this isn't gonna be the typical uh, walk in the. Everyone park else are just like we'll just ask whatever because this is. They don't even think like we'll make an answer of revolution and we take no prisoners. So he's gonna he's gonna put on a seatbelt and be prepared for a bumpy ride. God damn the hardball shoots and the rabbit fire. I gotta ask this guy before uh Rhett Titus comes on. When he's in the hot seat, Kurt Angle in the debut of the Ring of Fire. And you know, it's gonna it's gonna turn heads. I'm gonna send out the press releases to Dave Meltzer and Pro Wrestling Pro Wrestling. Um, you know, the other websites. There you, you know, go. Kind of, I don't have in front of me, but you know, all the big ones. The hot seat. Big time. Yeah. I do want to, I do want to say, you know, some, some of these websites, because I put. Me and I remember Tazo jumped ship to this group we, for a while. We, uh, we put flyers, you know, we plugged our show on the different websites, and most of them took them down because they're afraid of competition. They say, here's a new dog on the block. You know, and I'm old news. You know, and so what I do, they're like Triple H, and they and they push us down, you know, because they see us. Burying the upcoming we're, talent. We're not going to be the typical show. We got new ideas, and it's going to, you know, we got, we're only going to have big guests. Not these, you know, some shows will bring on guests from 20 years ago, you know, and people don't even know who they are. But, you know, we're only going to have the big time guests you see on the te- television. Big time. Because if you're not a TV, you're not a big star. That's just the way it is. I know. I don't Cut think that's rude or controversial, but that's the way it is. We're going to say it the way it is here on Smash Mouth Wrestling Radio. Yeah. And, you know, God damn, that we'll really remembers when it reminds me when I had the fire. Of, of drug problems, we're going to ask them straight out, you know, do you still do drugs? Do you still do steroids? Do you, you know. It's a fucking fly uh, flying on me because I'm a piece of shit compared to Austin, Shooter Austin. Because that's what people want to hear. People only want to hear people they see on TV. Now, people from 30 years ago. Yeah, it seems like attacking me. considered legends. No one knows them unless you're an old man. And this is the internet. And the internet is, is for young dogs. Because that's, that's true. That's Look at NXT 2.0. That's what I've come up with. And this is going to be controversial. It's going to be kind of like Howard Stern meets Rush Limbaugh. But it's going to be like CNN because we're going to ask the real questions. But yet it's going to be controversial. And, you know, it'll be funny times because you know, <laughs> I'm going to ask the hard questions. But Louie, you know, Louie can be a funny guy. And it'll, you know, it'll be funny. Louie's you know, fucking hilarious. <laughs> you know, eventually you might do the pay site like the PWI Insider. Getting good about my pesos. And then you pay for archives and maybe like we might do hotlines because we might talk about like, you know, raw or, you know, what we think, because you know, I never thought know, about that. Man, we should start that. talking about we what we think. Voices and people who aren't afraid to tell it like it is, because that's what the evolution revolution is all about. Man, I got to get a good catchphrase and just yeah, say it over and over. Because in your head, then delete, you know, our stuff. Because I guess they're not afraid of competition, which is, you know, you have some people don't like in your head, but what? don't give them their props because, you know, they, you know. Well, thank you, Shooter. I'm glad we're getting some props. And uh, that's what we like because if we both 
we both put out our A games and it only makes both shows better. That's true. So it's true. That's about it for this week. So by tune in for Smash Mouth, Wrestling Radio, the evolution of evolution, and prepare for a bumpy ride and get prepared for the hot seat, Kurt Angle, and the debut of the Ring of Fire. And I'll talk to you. I wonder if Shooter Austin ever and if you want to help out, you know, maybe we we'll might have to see if I can find this uh, Kurt Angle interview. Or, you know, whatever, we'll, we'll give you a shout out on the show. You probably was you know, the precursor to Patreon. At our show, because, you know, it costs money to call these people on Skype. And, uh, Did Shooter Austin yeah, start taking a- Ambien and become time. Hannibal? Bitches. God damn. Freaking Shooter Austin. Well, that was pretty sweet. Thank you. Um, what are your memories of the partnership of In Your Head at One Wrestling Radio? Attaches a clip of an interview with One Wrestling Radio and Jack. Is this the um? Huh, I'm not sure. Is this the? This isn't me on getting the ring. This is an interview I did on uh, One Wrestling Radio. I don't remember this. I'll play it. out there was, you know, you guys, because we stream online too, onewrestlingradio.com, but a lot of people were saying, uh, we wish you guys had a podcast because uh, we like to listen in the car and when you when you listen online, you can't, you can't, uh, you know, you can't listen in your car. Yeah. So you had to be in Philadelphia to listen over the air or you had to be in front of a computer to listen. So in Los Angeles, I, I kept hearing the fans, and I said, okay, I'll do a podcast. So we went out, we secured the, uh, the uh, deal with Podomatic, and we were up on there, and, and now... I remember you know, being on Podomatic. 5,000 people a week uh, tune in, and they listen to the podcast. We were number so, one a lot on Podomatic back when we were good. Podcasts and this whole new podcast thing that I still don't even understand. <laughs> So this uh, isn't me looking at the podcast and I, I, because there's so many podcasts for professional wrestling. And uh, that's one of the things we try to separate ourselves from is the, the whole podcast thing, because this is legitimate. Radio Did Golgo think this is me? And uh, the whole podcast thing, you know, we reluctantly got in the polls. Who is this? This isn't me. The best podcast out there. Is this another so character I created? I don't really remember. Is a place called In Your Head Wrestling hmm. Radio. They broadcast out of Boston, Massachusetts. And I'm very proud. To welcome into the voice of choice, hell yeah, onewrestling.com radio. We're going to fuse at this moment, right now, with Jack E. Jones. He is the leader of the Headyverse. It's in your head. What the hell did this happen? Are you there? Oh man, I am here. How you doing? I have no memory of this. This is an amazing thing. You have two of the top three podcasts in the entire nation together. Entire world, I believe. Jack, uh, I respect your show because, like I said uh, just a couple minutes ago, um, you know, I think. God, we used to be we used to be big time. Now we're just a bunch of couple of goofs. Call themselves a podcast, and they try to book guests, and uh, and it it just waters down the entire product of wrestling on the radio. You are the the antithesis of that remark. You guys actually do a great job. Uh, you get we were actually there. exactly How that. How long have you, have, you, have you guys been doing the whole podcast thing? Well, thanks about that. Uh, we've been doing it for six years. Actually, when we started the show... Uh, so this was 2011. I think... Uh, I'm not positive about this, but I think we predate the, the turn podcast. 
Yeah, I don't even know what a podcast for like the last few years. Before that, we just uh, you know did it on our own website. I honestly don't remember this. Yeah. And, and then were you like me, where you kept hearing people say you need a podcast, you need a podcast, you need a podcast, and uh, and then you just kind of did. Yeah, actually, I was just listening to you uh, say that. It's, that's exactly what happened because uh, I didn't know what they were. Uh, I'm 35, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people my age use them. 35. Everybody on holy fuck! And, uh, I'm 45 and now. Wanted a podcast, and we looked into it, and uh, so we set one up. Now, Jack, I made the mistake last week of uh, I, I saw some people. I'm part of the the Heady verse. That's their right. message on Facebook, and I saw some people say, "Well, what are we going to do?" Because your show wasn't on the air, so I said, "I said, well, listen to OneWrestling.com Radio, right?" Knowing that we were going to do this little thing together. Now, let me tell you, Albert and King Magnus, my co-hosts here, these fans are rabid fans. These, these in your head fans, they attacked me uh, one after the other. Because they, they, that is true. Though. Our fans used to be really rabid. Now, now, now they're rabid the other way. They're like, fuck these guys. Yeah, I felt a little bad about that because I know we talked about it. And then I saw everyone attacking you. And, uh, so I stood up for you. And I, think I still don't remember this. One, this was probably our, our pre- people don't know. Our original in your head Facebook group yeah, got shut down. Board, Honestly, the in, guys from Wrestling Soup kept reporting it and got it removed. It had um, we never got all the people back because it had like ten thousand people. We had like six thousand now, but it was hard to rebuild when the whole thing gets shut down. So he can't do it. We were gonna have uh, uh, Zach on tonight, and he can't do it either. So I'm plugging nobody at the moment, but I'm trying to get a fill in. But uh, in the coming weeks, I just uh, actually talked to me and Gene Okerlund. I was trying to get him to, oh, uh, to come on tonight for replacement. He can't do it tonight, but he said he'll be on after WrestleMania. So that that should be really cool. And uh, we got Hands of Stone, Ronnie Garvin coming on, and uh, next week we'll be. Oh, that Dillard. never happened. Sarah Del Rey to come on. Ron Garvin never came on. Uh, like I said, between these two shows, between OneWrestling.com Radio and In Your Head Wrestling Radio, that's every major star that you could ever want to hear is on one of these two shows. There's no other. What did we, when, when did this, ha- this happen? I don't remember this, and yeah, it must have went nowhere. So, you know, most wrestling fans, they don't have jobs or a uh, girlfriend, so they have nothing to do. They get to sit back and uh, listen. No, I think it. Hey, Jack, tell us, uh, how do people get to your site? How do people get to your show? Yeah, it's like magic. You type in inyourheadonline.com right right on your uh, on your I don't remember this and I don't remember right. anything happening so from this. I'll be honest throughout the years I didn't follow up on a lot of opportunities I should have. This was probably one of that I'd rather do than listen to some good wrestling talk on Wednesday night. Exactly. And, uh, you know, people call in. It's 508-644-8503. We don't have the big bucks, so we don't have the toll-free number like One Wrestling Radio. But you guys can call in and talk to us about wrestling. And actually, tonight we'll be giving away. I think Taz was right. I think this is a parallel universe. I don't remember this. This is like from that Spider-Man movie coming up. We're in the the multiverse. The multi-headiverse. And, uh, thanks for Why is there a fly and, down and here? It's like fucking uh, 10 degrees out. Yeah, thanks for having me on. How did uh, Road Warrior Animal go? Or he hasn't been, been on yet. There, you know, there's good interviews and there's bad interviews. We've had both. The Road Warrior Animal did an excellent job. Uh, great interview. Great guy to talk to. And uh, Our Road Warrior Animal did come on. I honestly have no memory of this. Yeah, not not even 
Listen to this. I still don't remember it ever happening. Exactly. I don't even know and who this guy is. Who the hell is this guy? For the ones that do have jobs and things to do, that's why you get the podcast. You can listen to it. <laughs> what happened to this? Why were we never back on? Thanks, man. All right. That's Jack. What the hell happened there? Seemed like it probably could have been a big deal, but so my memory of uh, work with one wrestling is nothing. Uh, the only thing I remember about one wrestling, um, we had a lot of contact them in the real early days, 2005, but that was actually with, um, when Joey styles was there before he went to WWE and a uh, quick story is I always remember this because I used to email with Joey styles a lot. He was going to come on and then he stopped replying and then he, he ended up going to WWE and I would still email with him and he would still, um, email back, but never about stuff coming on the show. And then um, one day he emailed me. It was a very strange email as if like he didn't know who I was. And he's like, oh, you know, don't send news to this email anymore because I'm no longer, you know, affiliated with one wrestling. But thanks for it was like almost like a form letter and, and given the new email to send the news and stuff to. And it was and then I right after that, I remember reading in the Observer that um the, the people in WWE were, I can't remember the exact wording, but it was something about like, they couldn't leave their laptops exposed because they could see they were interacting with like people like uh, from the dirt sheets and podcasts and stuff. And uh, I assume that's why Joey Styles uh, stopped uh, replying to me. Um, I don't know what this is. Walkie demands an apology. This is the last clip, I believe. This is very nice. Thank you. Jack, Neil, hi. This is uh, William Walkie. Um, hope everything's going good for you uh, and everything else. Um, I'm calling about a little situation that happened Wednesday night on In Your Head, something that unfortunately that uh made a lot of my my brother mad it made me mad um the situation involving when my brother came into your chat room and with the intention of having fun with the intention of you know enjoying being a part of in your head like you know like always but instead of that my brother was viciously <laughs> and verbally attacked by the in your head fans the hardcore assholes the hardcore assholes that should be a shirt hardcore assholes Teddy verse original for what me and chuck did felt what we felt was right and i mean god jack i heard that and i was really upset i i really was and i no, Tazo, these you are know. clips that um, Gogo sent me to play. On your head message board that the thread that Krista Crusher made with the situation with me, Goose and Walkie, got unlocked mysteriously. Um, last I checked was my conversation with OIB and it got locked up again, but it just begs to wonder. It does beg to wonder. Unlocked. Because the only people that I know have that power to lock is you, Chad, Bobby, and what is biceps. 
So it's a space for me to wonder how that got locked back up when I was under the assumption that we just, we were under the agreement. I was going to say, hey, it's your board. You can do whatever you want with it. And we were just going to let it go. And mysteriously, it got locked up unlocked again. Now it's locked up again after I talked with Ansher. But the entire situation that happened, it just sucks. I really wanted. I think we're going to get it. It's not cool award here from Walkie. My brother, and and he thinks, and I agree with him on this that. This is, uh, boy, I really miss messages like this. Everything that happened. It's too bad we don't have that Skype number anymore for people to call and leave voice messages. This this whole situation has been wrong on both parts, but. It's too bad you can't leave a voicemail on on Zoom. My brother does deserve an apology. And. You know, that's just how I'm is. sorry, Charlie Walkie. Um, you know, you know I apologize. He gave you his for all the hardcore so assholes out there. I will say this. I will say this. If you refuse, Whoa. If you don't feel like you deserve an apology, then Chuck and I are going to have to review, re-review our attentions of promoting you guys. Uh, so. What? This is what this was the downfall of in your head. The Walker views. Stop promoting the show. First, I I I stopped getting back to in your to one wrestling. But God damn it, we lost the promotion of the Walker views. The jackasses that that are the hardcore in your head fan, Casper. Duckman and all those. Oh man, Casper, he's no longer with us. Well, he's alive. Duckman, you hardcore asshole. I don't care about the whole public forum and all that. That's that's all agreeable between the both of us, but I don't want to read too much about this. I'm in the middle of my 30 minute break here at the Quick Pickle Factory. I just thought I'm here packing pickles. I agree with him. You know, if you feel like this, if you feel like you disagree, then check it out. That's the re-review. Our, our, uh, good lord, of promoting you guys on our show. Man, so this is why I I really got back into the show when we got rid of Skype. And I. You notice I don't miss shows a lot anymore? It's because I don't have to listen to this shit anymore on, on friggin' Skype. Like, oh, fuck, I log in. Here's a... Oh, fuck, I don't even want to do the show after listening to 10 of these messages. Talk to you later. Bye. All right. Whatever. Fucking pickle-packing faggot. I mean, uh, pickle-packing walkie. You're a good man. It's a good guy like that guy. All right. So... Why did Walkie demand an apology for his brother Chuck from Jack? I don't have the he uh, from what I can gather. I don't remember this honestly. Again, um, I do remember getting not just from Walkie, but I would get a lot of uh, hot a lot of uh, voice messages on Skype when we had the Skype number, and it was uh, exhausting. But um, I don't I don't know from what it, from it sounds like Casper Duckman. Um, whoever some other trolls were at that time, or I guess they were having a go at Chucky. If you guys don't remember Chuck Walker, he was like, Walkie was like, usually like very laid back and nice, but Chucky was like a maniac. So I don't remember. And I have no 
remembrance of that one wrestling. Uh, what are your memories of the following in your head callers? The phenomenal CJ Styles. Um a young uh a young tfotw exactly uh the the phenomenal cj styles i remember him being very young and uh rather annoying but i'm sure he's a nice kid no he's a nice kid i don't know what happened to him though he was it's me the phenomenal one i don't know he's cool the print the dark prince i remember um i, I remember him calling up like getting takeout a lot it's weird when someone like that who would call in weekly, like every week, not like without fail, uh, just disappears. And I hope he's fine. On you know, honestly, I do hope he's fine. But it is it always does make me wonder, like if something bad happened to these people, or if we said something that pissed them off. I don't know. Crystal in Denver, um, I think she's having a baby, and I think she just got married. Uh, Crystal in Denver, she's always very nice. Casper, I really like Casper a lot. Uh, in the early days, um, he was around a lot. A guy that Barbie brought to the sh to the uh, to the fan base, uh, an English fellow. Um, I think he's uh, done pretty well for himself. Um, he, I'm still friends with him on Facebook. I don't think he's like into wrestling and stuff anymore, but I think he's doing pretty well. I've seen him grow into a man. Julia, um, I'm friends with her on uh, Facebook. She's looking pretty good, and she's legal age. But uh, all kidding aside there, it's always weird. Uh, to me, like, people on the Internet, unless I'm even a person, they're always, like, the same age and, like, exactly how I remember when I first met them. So in my mind, she's always, like, this, like, 14-year-old. But, again, she's, like, a grown woman. Uh, Uncle Glenbo. Uncle Glenbo was really fun calls. Uh, people don't know he used to work with my brother Troy. He doesn't anymore. So um, he hasn't for a long time. So I think that's, you know, why he stopped calling in. But very fun calls. I don't think I ever actually met, met him in person. Uh, Specs son, I would say the ultimate mark. And I mean that in a, in a nice way. Like he is, he is a guy that lives and breathes wrestling. Like he, he, le he legit loves professional wrestling. I would say, um, I've, uh, I mean, I don't, I can't say I really have the love of, I like watching AW, but he's like a, a legit, like a real fan who really loves wrestling. That's great. Jai, fuck Jai. Uh, my fondest memory of Jai is he called us drunk after the show one night because he came in his pants. He was at a party and he ejaculated his pants. He's real drunk and he wanted to come over to my house and clean it up. Because I think he was embarrassed to go home. Uh, Wacko Bob. Now that that is that is something. Wacko's a Wacko Bob for people who don't remember. He'd be like everyone's favorite Wacko. Wacko Bob, and he seemed like a really normal kind of like dullard. Uh, seemed like a nice guy. Then he like progressively got like he would just lose his mind. Like I think he like got off his meds or something, and he would just flip out kind of like the walkie thing um okay for people back in the day in your head's message board uh, me myself i mean i'll admit i was a big time troll before that was even a word i think you know troll i enjoyed uh in my mind it, it was lighthearted stuff but I, maybe it wasn't but i enjoyed you know, rallying people up and being what would be you know considered a troll today that was fun for me and so 
the group had a lot of people like that involved. And this was uh, before the days when anyone could just do a podcast. Now everyone can do a podcast easily. Then it was uh, what was called internet radio. And a lot of it was terrestrial radio, like real radio shows, like uh, Between the Ropes, Get the Ring. And then their archives would be on the internet to try to you know get a bigger audience, a wider audience. And then there'd be just a handful of shows that you know worked it out to be able to do what was called internet radio at the time because it wasn't that easy you know now anyone could do it there's programs everywhere to do it some you pay some you could do it free and so uh so when we started like none of us had any background we're all in our 20s i was the oldest of the three i was uh 28 or 29 when we started intros like mid-20s and barbie was like 18, I think. And so, and everyone who else was doing it, even the people that weren't on terrestrial radio, they all had broadcasting degrees. And so we started on, um, on uh, wrestling. What is the wrestle talk radio? It's like a home of, uh, of wrestling, uh, podcasts at well, wrestling radio shows at the time. And so it was getting the ring, um, wrestle talk live, and um my name am and so we started so it was really three dudes um just putting together a show we did it kind of out of just just kind of goofiness just to have fun people liked it so i thought we'd try to get guests and we got we got like honestly big guests jj dylan harley race goldberg um Mick Foley was there. Well, th- those three got the first three though, were in the first year, Paul bear, Terry funk, all in the first year of doing the show with no like track record of, of anything, never on the radio or notice went to school to broadcast any of that. And so, um, the other, not everyone, but there was, there almost pretty much everyone had a degree of, I don't want to say bitterness, but they didn't respect us. And, um, some of them took that to like highlight, like they would really look down on us and we'll be mad. And, but we, we had a, a very big fan base on, on this message board. Um, right. But I would say getting the ring had the biggest uh, fan base, but they were, that was really the twilight of getting the ring so that their fan base. I mean, we were all fans of getting the ring that started the show. So it was really the, it was, we were, we shared the same fan base because it was us. There was very little getting the ring fans that didn't like us because we were with fellow get in the ring fans, but they didn't like some of the other shows. Anyway, a lot of it, some of it was North for South kind of thing, the Southern guys, but uh, the point being the other shows, especially Monday night mayhem were verbal about uh, not respecting us. And that really cultivated the trolls to come out and attack those guys. Cause uh, it was the, it was the established, you know, people, the guys that, I mean, really it was almost like sports entertainment and, and like the underground ECW or something, because we were just three guys who, uh, you know, were doing this ourselves. We didn't have any sponsors. We didn't really know what we were doing. We were just doing it because we liked doing it. And then you had Mosh who really epitomized like very, like almost sounded scripted, had the fake radio voice. And then, so people were kind of against him anyway. And then to top it off, when he really had like this attitude, that that was not the way to win people over at that time. 
And, uh, and so it worked reverse So people would really attack him. And so we had the a fan base that not only supported us, but would really attack, uh, the other shows. And, uh, so that was really, you know, what was going on with the, in your head at the time. I don't even remember the question, uh, wacko. Oh, so wacko Bob. So he was a guy kind of like Chuck where he didn't really mix with those guys. You had to be a, a different kind of, of, a fan to fit in with them. You couldn't take things too serious. You had to be able to joke around with other people because um, otherwise they would eat you up. Um, if, if you'd get, you know, you'd get your trolls anyway, but it, when a troll knows they're getting to you, then that doesn't make them back off. That makes them go harder on you because they know they're getting reaction. So a guy like uh, Bob would get, you know, some, a little bit of, at, at, to begin with harmless trolling, he'd really react and then boom, that would open the floodgates and they would just be attacking them. So, so uh, Bob would, would get a lot of that. And then he would really fly out the handle then and he start challenging people. And he just went crazy. It was really weird. Cause if you'd ever hear him, he's like this really calm, it almost sounds like he's like, you know, met, medicated or something like, but uh, but in text he'd be crazy, and every once in a while he would in audio too. Remember he uh, challenged me to like a fight once in audio form. It was very weird, wacko Bob. Then there was stuff he'd write poetry. The, all, the old message board is a lot of fun. So it was wild times, but um, I think he's still around, wacko Bob. Bob Garcia, throw old docs, and it's not doxing it's out there but um anyway wacko bob we could do a whole show about wacko bob i think so yeah wacko bob but uh, yeah he challenged me he's like i challenge you neil jones he would say my whole name and this was this was long after uh people you know knew i was neil this was there was a time they didn't you know i kept the i kept it you know, people didn't know Jackie Jones and Neil Jones, the same person, but th at this point they did. And then he would just keep saying, I challenge you, Neil Jones, as if like it was some big revelation that, that I was Neil Jones. It was just like, what are you, what in the hell? All right. Sounds like some BWO bullcrap hit old Chuck. It's possible. You've seen a lot of man meat grow. Hey, wait a minute. I think they mean dingalings. Ray Comble. Chuck Whopper was a psychopath. Yeah, he's crazy. What about that Fontana guy? Which one? Oh, is that is that uh Michael DeVore? Is that your name on the board? Fontana? Remember him? In your head message board is down. Oh, is it? I don't know. I remember we got it back up working. I, I don't know if it's is it down again? I don't know. I missed the old message boards. The Carol Crockett cup was a blast. It was, uh, it just seems like we tried to bring it back, but I just think I'm trying to bring back a message board. It's just hard to do in, in modern day social media for the most part, killed off the, uh, the message boards. Uh, goosey. I mean, I was like 12 and whack a buff would like be posting everything about me, including my address. <laughs> Uh, the dark match was Wacko Bob's wrestling show. What a great name for a show. Uh, another thing was Wacko Bob. He'd always talk about my Dylan, my Dylan. 
And then we saw a picture and he on his MySpace, and he'd have uh, this young boy. And I'm not saying anything happened, but he had a young boy sitting on his lap. It was his nephew, Dylan, and they were under the mistletoe. And you can't make this stuff up. I was just like a totally oblivious, unself-aware guy. Here's Wacko Bub. But I'll say that he's a good man, that Wacko Bob. It's a good guy. I <laughs> wish him well. I would like it would be fun though. Wacko Bob, if you are out there, you probably still listen, I bet secretly. Uh zoom in. Bosh, anybody. I'm good with that. All right. Steve Simmons, have you ever tried to reconcile with Shiki Baby? Uh, so for people who don't know uh, the story, this was, I think this was our first year too, 2005, or maybe the second. It was either 2005 or 2006, and we got the Iron Sheik on. So another thing in the early days, I was accused of stealing um, uh, the master guest list from getting the rent. So what happened was they gave me the guest list to, to book guests for getting the rent. Um, so I had all these numbers. I, um, I actually got advice early on from, uh, Sir Adam of getting the ring about getting guests. He was like, just, just to ask people, email, find their emails. This is before social media. So it was a little harder. You had to get emails and stuff. Or like if a convention was going on, a book came out, something that they needed to plug, get in contact. Things have really changed since then. So this advice doesn't really work anymore because uh, the the rest, wrestling, especially other podcasts, a little different, but wrestling, especially um, with two things, the rise of um, wrestler hosted podcast. Um, other wrestlers are more likely to do those, which makes sense. I mean, are you going to go talk to Steve Austin? You're going to go talk to, some, you know, to some dude. And um the rise of podcasts to, to uh, pay money. So uh, Hannibal pays money for to the guests. Come on. Um, I think there's, I forget the guy's name, but he, he's the co-host of Don Morocco's podcast and he pays all the guests to come on and, and some others, pretty much all, all the podcasts you see get a lot of guests that aren't that do video shows that aren't um, wrestling um, hosted. And especially if they, if they're on a Patreon or they cut the interviews up and do, you know, all these pieces, most of those pay the guests. And I'm not saying that's good, bad, or indifferent. I'm just saying they do. So um, the fact that they pay the guests, so either, you know, they can go on, you know, Jim, talk to Jim Ross or Steve Austin or Blue Meanie or, I mean, everyone, and nothing against that. That's fine. They could go to Conan, all these guys. Or they could, if they are going to do a uh, a Mark podcast, um, they're going to get like three hundred bucks or, or maybe more, depending on the guest, a pop. So um, the idea of coming on a free show just to talk is uh, rare, unless they're friends of ours that we've established over the years, like George South or um, Lou Cox or something like that. Well, there's exceptions, but um, but anyway, that's really changed from when we started. When we started there wasn't the podcast so people you know paul bear was happy to come on dick uh, destroyer dick buyer guys like this baron von raschke terry funk on multiple times um tilly blanchard holly race all these people um mick foley they were cool to come on 
um, either just talk about wrestling or because uh, this wasn't everywhere, you know, to do. Or, um, you know, if they have a book out like Chris Jericho, Mick Foley, guys like that would come on and talk about the book. But anyway, what I was saying was, so I got this list of, uh, of all the guests that used to be on Get in the Ring. And it was, you know, set them up for them, uh, which I did briefly. And then um, another thing, uh, when I started too, for people don't know, I used to do the recaps for Get in the Ring. Because... Um, First, they offered me money. I was really interested in that. But they offered me, um, I could plug in your head because I think they knew I was Jack. Um, I was, either they knew, I, actually, I don't think they did. Um, they knew I, I, I helped in your head with the, uh, it's a really weird thing because at the beginning, people don't know this. Um, not even Incher or Barbie knew I was Jack. They thought Jack and Neil were two different people. They thought they knew Neil, real name Neil Jones, me, was a guy named Hugh Mungus. So on the message board, I was Hugh Mungus and Jack. Jack was like my troll account. And, um, but uh, people didn't know they were the same person. And so um, to do the recaps for Get in the Ring, um, I agreed to do them if I could plug in your head in the recaps, which really helped in the, in the early days to help get the, the show out there. Cause it would say, you know, Hey, this big interview on getting the ring, here's the recap. And then it's, you know, recap by Neil Jones of in your head online.com. So that would go out everywhere. Go on one wrestling it would go on um, wrestling observer website. I don't think they even had a website then it might've just been the wrestling observer. Um, so we'd go on these on all the websites, pro wrestling news, whatever, whatever was out there, and would have the thing. Also, that's where I learned the importance of uh, recaps. And so I would get, I would do them, and then eventually I got other people to do Buck Winchester, Vic Schoni, to do recaps of the interviews, and uh, I would send them out. Now I did keep the emails that the press emails. So I had, you know, Meltzer and, but these are easy to get, but it was nice to have a list of emails, you know, Meltzer. Um, I think it was um, whoever was one and running one wrestling at the time. I can't remember. I don't know if it was the current guys or it might've been styles at the time, but anyway, it was all the guys. So I kept all these emails and how I would send out the ones for getting the ring. I started sending the ones for in your head and uh, it did very well for the show. Um, but people started to what people knew about me having this list of uh, of of uh, numbers for in your for uh, getting the ring guest, and they said I stole this, which is not true. It's given to me. How, how would I steal? Did I break into the Phantom's friggin' uh, email and his computer and hack it? I mean, it makes no sense. But the thing is, the idea, even if you have these phone numbers, the idea of just using them to get interviews is. Uh, it's kind of silly because if you just call someone out of the blue, most of them are going to ask, like, how the hell did you get my number? And like, well, what do you call Like, so, so I did, I actually called Mick Foley this before we booked Mick Foley later on when his book came out, one of his books came out, but I called him originally with this number and it was very awkward. It's like, how'd you get this number section? My wife's number. And so I decided not to use that number again the only numbers i used after that was uh kevin von eric which never panned out and um 
and Iron Sheik. And the Iron Sheik one was the only um, address, the only phone number I used off this master list that actually came to fruition. So I called it. I talked to some, I don't know who he was, like his houseboy or something, and set up the interview. So Wednesday night came along. I think we were doing the show at 6.05. And to set this all up, so we call them at six. They tell the uh, guy tells me to keep. They keep telling us to call back like every half hour. And eventually, we get Sheik on. It was I think it was like three hours into the show, so it's a three hour build up to Iron Sheik. This was before Iron Sheik blew up on Stern and was really known as the crazy guy yet. And right away, um, five minutes into the interview, asked my first question. He blows up. He says, "What? I am not." Uh, Osama bin Laden, I'm not fucking comedy. And he, and he hangs up on me, a big wild thing. So actually that night we tried calling him back and uh, we just got the houseboy again. And then I called Sheik the very next day to apologize and he didn't remember any of it. So I did try to uh, reconcile with Sheik to answer the question in a very long about way, but it was actually the very next day. And he did not remember. And then actually a few years ago, I emailed, I uh, interviewed Darren Sheik again on without your head. And it was a very uh, pleasant uh, interview and not nearly um, as many hits because the original interview was a huge number of hits. That was actually even uh, sampled on many wrestling websites. Uh, Rome Williams worst guest experience. that wasn't the fault of the guest. Interesting. So that would mean make it, it was a fault of my own. Hmm. Well, it would be egotistical to say no guest was bad because of me. I am confident that I'm a good interviewer. Um, I've done a lot of them. I mean, even if you don't hear a lot of them here on In Your Head Now, I do a lot of them on Without Your Head. Um, hmm. there have been, there are, there, I can't say they're all great by, by any means, but... Um, most of them, I would say, well, I mean, the Iron Sheik one wasn't good, but people love it. Uh, I'm not really sure whose fault that one was. I can't say. I think that was more misunderstanding's fault uh, because of uh, the uh, language difference. Hmm, that's a good question, but I can't think of one that's bad. I hate to say I can't think of one that's bad because of me, but I can't think of one that's bad because I don't really think there's that many that are bad, honestly. I don't have too many bad experiences with guests. Um, why is Inter so gay? Because he's full of life and joy. Let's get to, I, I don't want to miss your guys' questions. Uh, card stories. Oh, GW Awakened Dream. GR Awakened Dream. Did you ever interview Ole Anderson? No, I always wanted to. I'm a big fan of Ole Anderson. I remember, um, I remember um, meeting him many times at FanFest, and I still stand by the fact that a lot of people just misunderstand him. I think a lot of what he says is his own sense of humor, a very dry sense of humor. I actually like him a lot. I like him in interviews. I would like to have him on. Card stories. I missed the Jimmy Jam calls. I do too. Rest in peace, Jimmy Jam. It would be really cool having him as part of the new era of the show here on uh, on YouTube. 
What happened to the guy that would call in that was an artist for GCW and the like? I'm not sure who that is. Is that the guy who did the paintings we gave away on the show? I'm not sure. He does he does really nice artwork if that's him we gave away on the Oh no, I think he means um Shaheen. Uh I don't know. He was calling in uh zooming in every week here for a while. I don't, I don't know what happened. Uh I remember Sid saying to Carol, congratulations, you know a cameraman. <laughs> that's in reference to uh, being related to uh Jackie Crockett. Uh, go go 13. I cut promos for Carol Crockett Cup and did impressions of Goosey, Dave Meltzer, and Jim Barnett. Card stories is it because it is a video show now that they want to be paid to be on? Uh, no, I think it's the fact that, um, that there's so that they get paid, other people are offering to pay. And so, if if you could do an interview for $300, why would you do one for free? um i'm not even saying that's it's not good for for the shows necessary but i'm not saying that's uh not smart on their end i, I don't blame people i mean if, if if someone if other people are willing to pay uh i mean i you know uh your henry hill interview still makes me pop to this day it was very cool to have henry hill on the show a plan actually on um interviewing his um his ex his uh not his ex-wife they weren't married his ex-girlfriend and um she knows some other ex-wives of mafia guys and, and wants to do a series of interviews which i'm going to do on uh, my show i haven't done for a while but inside your head where i do the non-wrestling and non-horror shows i'm probably just going to combine that with without your head on the without your head network i know in your head and shaheen got sideways for a while i think shaheen had a wrestling show never heard of it and he got butthurt because his show was not good as in <laughs> yeah i can't i mean it's him and box man i actually i don't really remember what i don't remember the exact exact i, I know um either he called in in your head when i wasn't on or incher and clinton went on their show when i wasn't around and i don't know exactly what happened but I remember, yeah, they, they were pissed. And uh, I'll just say this. Um, when I got very sick, uh, both of them reached out. It was very nice. And I am I honestly believe not in holding grudges. Um, life is too short. And you don't know when you won't be here. Life uh, is finite. And so uh, to me, there's no reason to hold grudges. So they apologize. I accept it. And uh, life goes on. Kid Authority, you got John of Hackers to do it. A K A O I B. Go go 13. Athena Batista was weird. That was a weird interview. Um, that's probably, yeah, that's probably a bad interview and not her fault. It's one I probably shouldn't have done. I don't think I that was one of that's definitely not a good interview of mine. So that that's a good pick, Golgo. I didn't even think of that, but. I would say that was a bad experience um, and not the fault of the guest. That was one I shouldn't have uh, set up. Uh, card stories. Have you ever thought of doing another McCamey Manor interview? Yeah, I would like to do another one, um, especially since um, Trista's on uh, Without Your Head Now. People don't know. I did a show with uh, Troy, Terrible Troy and uh, Trista Robinson. Trista Robinson's a um, actress 
that's out in LA and she also does um she's a big fan of haunts and so she knows the McCamey Manor so I think that would be a good guest to uh, revisit I think he's not doing interviews currently but I know he had a good time on uh on our show maybe he will make an exception and I'll look into that it would be cool would have been good to do it around uh Halloween. So I'll probably look into it in the, the new year because I think I've got quite a few guests lined up. Um, actually, uh, pretty cool. Next uh, Monday, it'll be a special Monday show. I'm not sure if it'll be live or not, but Monday I'm going to be interviewing Fred the Hammer Williamson for uh, Without Your Head. Very excited about that. Urius uh, Tosh, what wrestler scared you as a child? Um, honestly, I was never scared of wrestling as a kid. Um, not to be a t- tough guy, but I was watching, you know, horror movies since a little kid. Nothing really scared me. The only things that scared me were the, was magic, not magic. Like people do magic tricks, but the, the trailer for the old movie magic scared me, but no wrestler scared me as a child. And I'm not trying to be a, a tough dude because I'm not a tough man, but Cave Abraham Lincoln would putting super glue on a woman's pants before she gets Lexar be a good rib. Interesting. Alexa, I can't get go. I can't, I can't get loose. I can't get loose. Where Sean green, where did the idea for in your head come from and who was your best interview and in show history? So as I talked about earlier, we we're all fans of getting the ring. We were, uh, we were on the message board. Um, Interest started a Yahoo fan group for uh, Joe from Tom's River, who was a fan of getting the, a fellow fan of getting the ring. Instead of starting a fan group for for getting the ring, he just started one for Joe from Tom's River. And uh, we had planned we were all going to get together and have some kind of we we're all the fans were going to get together for some, but only me and Incher and this one other guy showed up, Oro. And at the time, Oro he was in some kind of trouble on the board. He he was banned for some reason or suspended for, for something. I can't, I don't honestly don't remember why. And, um, he was Japanese, uh, wrestling fan, not a fan of Japanese wrestling. He was a Japanese man who was a fan of getting the ring. And, uh, so we were in this, uh, text chat and for, for some reason I've decided we should make it like a, um, an interview segment where me, where I would interview Oro about being, getting in trouble on the message board. And, uh, intro was like my sidekick. And when I mean a talk show it was more like the tonight show. So it was like me and like, he was like my Andy, my sidekick. And then, uh, I don't know. I remember it being kind of fun. And then I, I made, cause the, the Yahoo chat, you couldn't copy and paste. So, I actually made Incher transcribe the whole thing. He wrote it out all by hand. And then we uh, put it online and, and people got a kick out of it. So during that show, at that time, I was jacked and off. And just as a joke, I thought we'd call a show jacking off in your head. As in jacking off in your head. And it's a play in words. It could also be about getting in your head. So the, the whole idea was it was going to be a fake talk show. It was like a mockery of wrestling podcast before podcasts existed. So it was, a, it was like a mock um, radio, wrestling radio show where the idea was we would interview wrestling fans, which is actually, I think, what Cole Caban is doing right now. And so uh, we interviewed Oro, and then we interviewed Joe from Tom's River, 
And I think we did three text ones. Super Super Thermotite, I think, was the third one. Yeah, he was a fan. Uh, he's yeah, he's no longer around. I don't know what happened to that guy. And then, so people actually got a kick out of these. And so my I enter at the time because he's a lot more tech savvy than me. He had heard of this new program, Skype, which really wasn't talked about at the time. We were the first ones I know of. I'm sure other people did, but we were the first one in this group that used Skype in the audio wrestling uh, world. And so, um, so he said, he's like, I think if we use this Skype program, we can actually record a thing if you want. And I was like, okay. So the working idea was um, we were always going to interview uh, wrestling fans. That was not we're never going to interview like real people or even really do a show. It would just be a couple goofs, uh, fake wrestling shows where we interviewed fans. And so uh, Goosey brings up Casino Man. I was going to bring up Casino Man was scheduled to be on the uh, the pod, the audio version, but we never uh, actually did that one. Um, I don't remember why. Um, So the first one we did was going to be with Barbie Richards barbed wire on the message and so incher and i filmed the first part of it where it's just me and him talking kind of like what what in your head is still today just me and incher talking and honestly i think we immediately had chemistry together uh, we play off each other well our sense of humor works even though it's a little different i think it works together plays well with each other and so we recorded that and then we were supposed to record it with barbie that same day but it got, it kept getting postponed. I think at least a week, and we so we finally recorded this interview with Barbie, with Barbed Wire, and so we put that together as a show. It's almost like this, you know, today shows if we have a guest where, although now we usually do the post show after the guest, but this was like pre-show, me and Intra talking, and then interview with Barbie. Barbie told me that Intra invited him to be the third co-host. And Barb told Incher that I invited him to be the third coast. Neither of us invited him, but it was totally fine. I think it definitely worked at the, for the time. Uh, three, three hosts, three voices of wrestling. Um, I definitely had more of the, the old school um, knowledge, and um, I liked old school wrestling better. Uh, Incher, more of the um mainstream wrestling i'd say and then barbie was the guy the guy who knew all about the indie i mean he was big on cm punk and guys before you know they went to wwe so he was you know following ring of honor and pro wrestling grill and all these things and uh plus you know he's british so it was you know three different voices a southern guy the north guy the british guy everyone bringing a different vibe a different voice uh to the show and uh, none of us, you know, question, you know, Barbie being there. So I don't want it to seem like he just, you know, jumped in and wasn't welcome because it, it worked. But uh, it, it is funny, though, that no one actually invited. It just happened. He, but, hey, it worked. All right. Um, and who was your best interview in the show history? Um, it's a hard, really hard one to answer. My gut is Terry Funk because I love Terry Funk. To me, um, it's like 
That first year, there's a few guests to me that are really special to the show. C.W. Anderson, because it's the first, like, actually guest we had, I would say. J.J. Dillon's the first guest that I think was a mainstream name that I grew up with. And also the first time I felt like I was good at this. Um, like, oh, this is, this is a good interview. This is something I can do. And uh, Terry Funk, because it was like... Well, my one of my all-time favorite wrestlers, right? Up, he's like one of my top three favorite wrestlers. And at the time, he did he all the interviews he always did at that time were very serious, and they really focused on. It was kind of like um, people still want to talk about the uh, behind the mat stuff, so it was very serious, very depressing stuff. And he's good at that, but to me, Terry's very funny as well. So. Uh, a Terry Funk and Paul Bearer and Gary Hart are guys that to me always really fit in with the show because they had lots of knowledge, but they also were not afraid to be goofy, which uh, to me was always the strength of the show. Like, I think I have a lot. Of, I'm not so much. I don't really follow wrestling anymore, but I knew a lot about wrestling, especially old school wrestling, but I like to be goofy too. So my plan was with the Terry Funk interview was not to do like what everyone was doing and have a super serious interview, but have a fun interview. And I really think it was, uh, I put up there with any Terry Funk interview. I think it's great. It's uh, very entertaining. All three of his interviews with us. The second one, I remember not being quite as good, but the first and the third interview, I think are uh, tremendous. Very fun. You get real stuff in there, but you also just get a good time. Um, so I would say I'm just gonna put funk, but there's lots of guys I like to include in there. George South is another one. Um, Kay Faberham Lincoln, would you get a steamer if you went down to Cleveland? Well, I mean, I can get steamers here pretty cheap because uh, Cape Cod is the home of the uh, steam clamps. Stephen Butler, do you know what Barbie Richards is up to today? I do not, I know uh, Inter had talked to him. I think uh, on a gaming thing. So what happened to Barbie? People ask this all the time, and I feel like I've mentioned it many, many times, but I realize not everyone listens to every minute of every show. Um, so uh, he just stopped coming around, honestly. And um, we didn't hear from him for like a year and a half, I think. Um, to me, I, I mean, this is years ago, so whatever, but. It did. Um, it didn't sit well with me. Now, if he just quit, that's totally fine. Um, me and him never got along very well. I'll be honest. Um, like I wouldn't say we disliked each other, but they're very different people. Also, I think we're both. Um, I don't say alpha because that's kind of a lame term, but I think we both we both wanted their show to be our show. I think. Not that intro, it's not intro show because it is intro show, but he doesn't have that personality where he wants to be the uh the center of attention. And I think I've gotten better with that over the years, but when I was younger, uh, I definitely had a lot of that in me. You're a lot, you have a lot more uh, angst and stuff when you're young. And so I was a young 20 year old, and like uh this is like my new platform i really want to be the center of the show and so didn't barbie and so we butted heads a lot and uh you know so 
it, uh, we always uh, I always would compare it to like brothers who oddly enough, I get really I've always gotten along with my brother. We don't fight at all. But like a typical siblings where together is eh, not so great. But I never, you know, if someone was shitting on him or vice versa, we would be there to, to stand up for the other one. So it wasn't like we hated each other, but we didn't necessarily get along. We didn't really like talk off the show. Um, like intro and I, uh, do, um, so I don't know. I mean, to me, to me, it just was unprofessional not to show up and not to tell any of us because, uh, we didn't have any connection to anyone else. It's not like some other people, like if they stopped talking, you could look on their, um, social media and I hate to say something happened, you could see something happen, but it was like, okay, if you don't want to show it's cool, but You should tell us. And uh, without saying anything, I mean, I didn't know if he went to jail. I didn't know if he got sick. I don't know if he died. I know all these things are terrible things. I don't want, I definitely didn't want any of those things to happen, but uh, who knows when, when he doesn't tell you. So, uh, like a year and a half later, he came around. He, I don't think he ever talked to me again, honestly, but um, he um, messaged Incher, I think, on a like a gaming thing that, um, his cat died, which is very sad, but, um, but I don't know what he's doing. I don't honestly don't know anything about him. I, I really don't. Uh, Steven Butler, how did you come up with the name of the show in your head? I mentioned earlier. So the original, original name I used was, uh, Jackie Jack wasn't Jackie Jones it was jacking off. And so it was a playoff that jacking off in your head was the whole uh, name. And I used to, my catchphrase used to be, there's never a bad time for a little jacking off. And, um, then when we started to get guests, I knew Jack and off wouldn't work. Also, after probably three shows or so, the Jack and off name like kind of ran its course for comedy for me. So then I, it was just Jack. I don't know when Jackie Jones started. It was kind of probably three or four years into the show, at least. It was, you know, it wasn't right away. But, um, but I think the good thing about in your head is uh it could it doesn't have to do mean with anything you know jacking off in your head it could just be uh we're getting inside your head inside your probably work more better i guess if you think about it but in your head works get inside your head uh who would win a fight between owl and lexar um let's see owl knows karate but lexar is crazy and he'll burn a house down so i would say lexar Tyler Stevens, thoughts on Hannibal stabbing someone without their permission? Um, I don't believe he did that. Uh, I said earlier, I think the guy knew he's doing it. He bladed his head. He uh, put the blade away in his, in his shirt. Everyone seems to say that was the original idea, was they knew that was doing it. But I do agree that uh, with his history with Abdul the Butcher, the idea of blading somebody but he didn't blame him. The guy blamed himself, but he, I, I don't know if he stabbed him. Um, if, if he did anything, he, he went too far, but it's not exactly how some people are saying this. Favorite memories of Jimmy Jam. I mean, just uh, his calls, you know, he was, he was really part of the show. He was always online, he, even if he's just in the background. Um, it's, uh, well, it's, I mean, it's awful. He died so young. He was only, in his, I think, in his 20s, but. I think he'd have a lot of fun in uh, the modern day being here on uh, on um, the show with us, on Zoom with us. 
Dak man asked a classic question during a Terry Funk interview. That's true. That is true. Um, so yes, we have, we had Terry Funk on the show. My all, my like one of my all time favorites. So it was a really big moment for me. It was really going good near the end of the show. Duckman calls in, and Duckman later on told me he um, he uh, called in thinking that it was just me doing a Terry Funk impression because he didn't think we actually got really Terry Funk on because we weren't getting like a list guys at them. And um, so Duckman calls in, goes, yeah, Duckman. He's like, you got a question for me? And he's like, yeah. Is it true you fucked Missy High on the Thanksgiving table? And then uh, Terry Funk, without, and in my mind, the split second, I'm like, oh, God, Terry Funk's going to hang up. My hero, Terry Funk's hanging up. He's going to tell her, all the other wrestlers, don't do this show. It's unprofessional. Without missing a beat, Terry Funk goes, no, it was, it was the Christmas table. And I was like, oh man, Terry's the man. He, he he gets in your head. It was it was very funny. Uh wasn't Incher recording the show on VHS back now? Yes, the first two or three episodes, uh Incher because we this was we were we would get on Skype, but people don't if you're if you went around back then, you don't realize it was really hard to record multiple computers. You could record your own, but to record on multiple computers is tricky because it would pick up double audio because it would pick up your audio and then would also pick up you the your your voice on the other audio. Um, you would normally need two computers or a mixer to do this. So anyway, intro was recorded to a VHS, and so you'd record the show to a VHS tape, and then you would rip the audio off the VHS tape. Um, did you see Jimmy Rave? Yeah, Jimmy Rave. That's very sad. Um had both his legs amputated and his arm amputated from staph infections. Then he passed away. Uh, only 39, just, a just a horrible. No, I don't know what else to say. Just all, it's just heartbreaking. Very sad. Three kids. Uh, whatever happened to duck man, duck man's still on the group. I was just talking today. He's a uh, duck Nixon on, uh, on the group. You probably see him uh, post a lot. Uh, who was the most dangerous wrestler in real life you had on the show? I would say uh, New Jack. Um, well, maybe Rock Rolls Buck Zumoff in a different way. Tyler Stevens, which wrestlers were you nervous to interview? Um, let's see here. Uh, I'm going to sound like a I mean, I didn't really get nervous before interviews. Um, maybe Goldberg. I mean, honestly, like Terry Funk, I, I you would think because he was a maybe a JJ Dillon one. I don't know. I was really prepared for that one. I read the whole book and took a lot of notes. That one really boosted my confidence. Hmm. Uh, Tyler Stevens, can you log on to Skype and call Swax to bury the hatchet live to the show? Nope. But there's no hatchet to bury. He's fine. Glad. I hope he's doing all right, but I don't want to talk to him. Uh, Dobbs Dean Maya. My God, those burn marks at Cody look horrible. How long do you think it will take to clear up? Uh, I don't think they ever will. I think, well, they might 
get a little better, but I think he's going to be permanently scarred for them unless he gets plastic surgery of some kind. Um, Nikia Callahan. Excuse me. Do you remember the first conversation you had with OIB to start a wrestling podcast? Uh, you know, I went over it earlier, but I used to talk to Incher on um, MSN Messenger, which isn't around anymore. And um, I do remember this. So I don't remember the exact. I know it was his idea, actually. But I do. It was, when I was talking about, he didn't know who that Jack and uh, Neil were the same person. He had asked Neil to listen to the show, and he's like, "What do you think of this?" Because I don't know if I want to keep doing this. And so I told him as Neil that I thought him and and Jack had really good chemistry. They were good together, which is I do is think is true. But I gave him, I encouraged him as an as another person, even though they're both me. I don't know if that's um, a sign of you know, insanity or what. As a result, did you get uh, or one of the Barbie thing? Did you envision in your head being around for 15 years? No, definitely not. I, when we started, I thought we'd do a, just a few of them. It would be funny, and that would be the end of it. I really didn't think anyone would give a shit or listen. Uh, how did you meet? Honestly, it was more of a troll thing, like as a fake you know, show, let's put this up here where the people are interviewing wrestlers. We're going to interview wrestling fans. Um, how did you meet the old message board? Who did you meet on the old message board? Um, met van, um, shit. Um, spec son, incher, uh, Jason Minton. I don't remember what his name is on there. Uh, fat, fatty, fatty, Boom Daddy, Big Fat Dobbs, Dobbs Dean, Dean Mia, he's known as now. Shit. I met Julia once at a show. God, um, I know I'm missing a lot of people, but I met, met a lot of them at Fan Fest. Raven Effect, I met on a few years ago. Uh, Vic Schiavone. What year was the first time he also wants to know who's still part of the heady verse? I mean, Duckman's still around, Nikhil's around, Dobbs around, Gogo 13. Lots of people. Uh, who, what year was the first time Lexer called? I'm not really sure when Lexer started calling. I'm gonna, I would guess 2010 or 11, maybe. What year was the first time Steven called? I think he called pretty early on, but he didn't call a lot till a little bit after that, I think. What was the first time Goosey called? I think quite early. Um, because he was a WNL guy, wrestling his live guy. And um, so he, I think he's been calling it since he was a kid. It's got to be pretty early. I'm not sure exact year. To, I'm, I just guessed 2007. I don't know. Uh, what year is the first time Vic called? I don't know. 2008, 2007, something like that. Who really annoyed you on the message board? <laughs> Uh, oh, no doubt. Big Mosh. Big Mosh was very annoying. Um, I'm sure there are other people, but that's really the one that stands out. When did you first meet Tazo? Um, he was on the board. That was pretty early, wasn't it? 2006, 2007, maybe? 
Um, which member of the Headyverse have you met in person? Did he ask me that? Oh, maybe the first one is who did we meet? I'm not sure. Who did I meet in person? I, I the people I met sincerely. How did you? Um, has anyone came up to you in public recognizes you from injured? Yeah, Raven Effect, who I mentioned earlier. Um, at conventions a lot. Um, at conventions, um, well, this is probably because I haven't done conventions really since I started doing video, but it would be when they started hearing me. But I guess that's because it was, you know, a po audio podcast. But that would happen. I'd be talking and people would say and say, oh, I know that. That's uh, I know your voice. Are you Jackie Jones or, or Jack? Whatever. Um, it's happened a few times, just, you know, even outside of wrestling events, uh, both um, in your head and without your head. And also um, in town, they just know some people just know me as the walking guy. Which is that's really weird. Um, how did you meet Tyler the web? Oh, interesting, Tyler. So, um, Tyler's also a get in the ring fan on, on the old board, he was uh, Tyler, and um, so that's honestly, I've always considered him the, the fourth man of the group because so, so Intra knew about Skype and how to record. Um, I'm just fucking the great personality, I don't know. And uh, but Tyler knew knows all about web stuff, so we didn't know, you know, what, what do you do once you record this audio? What the hell do you do with it? Because this was before this is before podcast, podcast didn't come around until the year after, so we didn't even know what to do with it. And Tyler's like, Oh, I can build you a website, and you can, you know, host W, wasn't we weren't using W, we weren't using MP3s, and we were using WMA, I think. And so we'd put the shows up, and you could download them off the website. Um, I was on the old audio wrestling message boards, right? Go, uh, Michael DeVore, met at Days of Dead. Very cool. There's a, yeah, I don't know. There's a fly flying around here. It does. I do think it's a sign of Satan, Taza. Interesting. Uh, I've been interested in those, those VHS tape recordings. That would be a good thing to sell. Any thoughts on the death of Black like Black Jack and Lenzo? It's very sad. Uh, he's definitely before my day, so I don't really have any memories of him, but it's sad. Patrick Howell, tell Geraldine Patrick says, hey, pretty lady. I'm sure I'll let her know. She's uh, boom under the table, Patrick, if you catch my drift. Um, she's not. I'm just joking. I want to meet Neil Jones face to face one day, Alexa. All right. 2010 was the first time I called in. I think it was, I said that. I guess that thing. Do you want to Lexar him one day? Whoa. Do you sell those crazy Uncle Sam hats? I do card stores. I think I wore one on Friday, on uh, 4th of July, but I'll wear one again um, after Christmas. After Christmas, I'll break one up. Uh, da, 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 da. who will take over in your head if you tire um i would assume it probably would just go away um either intro would keep it up or it will just go away uh i don't i mean they'd have to get all my i don't i don't think there'd really be a show without either of us um Nikhil callahan can i ask rest a question sure uh, Vic Chavoni, what interview most exceeded your expectations? Wow, that's a good question. Wow, there's a lot of them. I'd have to really 
I'd have to look at the archives, though. That's always the best. Us, Larry Sweeney, um, just because a lot of uh, independent guys I don't think are, are particularly good interviews. Although I did expect that one to be pretty good because he's such a good promo. Um, I wanted to say Max Payne, but I was really looking forward to that one. But I think that's a really underrated interview, Max Payne. You know, I guess Sean Oliver, really, because, you know, it's like you're interviewing a guy who interviews people that might not be an A-list like guest. But uh, another guy I think has good chemistry with us uh, in very fun interviews. So I'm going to say, um, I forget who I just said, Sean Oliver. Um, on the other hand, what interview was the most disappointing? Um well, if I conclude without your head, it's the guy who played Eddie Munster. That was uh, very bad. But um, hmm. Raven, Raven's a really bad interview. Uh, on the podcast, his in-person one was pretty fun. Um, yeah, Raven, I think. I was expecting. I was really looking forward to that, and it is not good. Raven and Barry Darsow. Um, am I the longest surviving in your head original? This is Job's. I've been around since getting the ring. I think you, you've you um you and Golgo. I think Golgo's around the same time. Um, I'm trying to think if anybody else was around from that era. Definitely you two. So I would. I think yeah. And the well, and the flea. But yeah. Um. Yep. I would. I would say so, Job's. I think we'll have to, uh, we need a new wing of the Hediverse for you and Gogo. I think Gogo was around since day one. Ooh, can you do an interview with Tony Schiavone under Mike Tanay? Uh, Mike Tanay possible. Tony's possible. I talked to the guy who did the butts and seats a little while ago about coming on with Tony. and They were going to set that up, but like many things, I'm bad at following through. Uh, would you marry a person with the same last name as your first? So, well, yeah, because if they have the same last name as my first name, but I'm the man, you traditionally they would change your last name, so it wouldn't make a difference. What you should have asked is if I would marry someone with the same the same uh, first name as my last, because then they would be Jones Jones. You see what I'm saying? Otherwise, they would. So, like, if I married someone named Mary Neal, they would become Mary Jones. So it doesn't, you know, it really wouldn't make any difference at all. Um, where are the in your head keychains? I don't know. So I'll make some. Anybody want merch? Keep in your head keychains. Would the host of Without Your Head trade hosting duties with in your head host for once a month? Uh yeah. Uh, actually, uh, Trista did guest host, uh, in your head with me. She's a wrestling fan. Um, we might, um, she'd be into doing those some more, but, um, it's a little harder now since she's back uh, at work in LA as an actress. So things are busier than they were during the pandemic, but, uh, yeah, she do that. Troy's a wrestling fan. He's really big on new Japan and, and AEW, So that would work out. And uh, I've been trying to get intro to do without your head. And he, it's not that he's against it, but he works on that night. But um, he would do that. So, yeah.
I don't think we, we could do it a monthly thing, but um, I think uh, all of us would, would do that. Should Jason Mitten's poop dance be a TikTok video? Do it up. Lexar, if you and Incher were chosen to do an interview about your podcast on a daytime TV talk show, would you do it? Yeah, of course. I talked to those bullshit people. Then, then in ten years, Gogo will send me the 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 uh, the uh, archive of it. And I'll be like, "What was this? I don't remember this." Um, I met Neil Jones face to face. That's right, Matt Goosey. Goosey's a good man. Uh, Geraldine says, "I'm here." She is. She's a good lady. I like that, Geraldine. Golgo 13, Tread Acid and Barry Darsow were terrible. I don't think we ever had Tread Acid on. Barry Darsow, though, was bad. Goosey, I'm still around. I left for a while, but I'm back. Goosey! Mighty Lexar, would you see in your head? Would you see an in your head? Uh, the fuck is this fly? Would you see an in your head documentary? Yeah, definitely. Um, People want to fund that. Golgo's been here since day one. Uh, Josh, behind the scenes with Rock Riddle. Rock Riddle, a uh, very fun guy. I didn't know anything of he's a he's like a now Ox Baker, you can look up it's hard to find stuff about Rock Riddle. So he's a guy I really knew nothing about, and I think ends up being a really fun interview. I don't really have any behind the scenes stories. Well, he did put me in the, uh, in the, um, corporate clutch once, but I'm a big fan of, uh, of rock room. I know I asked this question years ago, but why did in your head not get a deal with after buzz TV? I remember Jack was on after buzz TV wrestling show with some of the divas and Maria Menuno. So after buzz TV, um, in the early days, um, the guy who ran that, Mary, uh, he's uh, Maria Menounos' uh, husband, he used to work for MTV. So he used to call me a lot, and um, he, would, he was really big on, on, on me. He's, and he always told me, he's like, you got to look yourself as a brand, Jackie Jones. Then he was the guy who really told me to keep pushing the Jackie Jones thing, internet icon, Jackie Jones, Jackie Jones, Jackie Jones. So you look yourself as a brand. So I actually took that um, advice and, and do it today. That uh, nasty deal for without your head. Um, and it did work for other things. He, um, so a couple things. He wanted me to, um, this was before Maria Menounos, I think before she had a show, she, before she was on WWE and before she did some other things. So he wanted me to meet her in Cambridge. This was, I don't know, 2008 or 2009, something like that. He wanted me to meet her in um, Cambridge, Massachusetts. Um, basically a test to see what kind of chemistry we had to do to host a show together. For some reason, that never came. So a lot of things just never happened. So he was calling me a lot. Um, like I said, was, you know, Jackie Jones, push Jackie Jones, Jackie Jones. And um, he had set up for me to be on AfterBuzz TV with um the tlc it was um tori wilson lillian garcia and, and uh candace michelle and so we interviewed them 
Oh no, I was on their show first. So I went on there. It was fine. They called me the internet icon. It was kind of a fun little thing. And then um, I recorded the interview with them. And they told me beforehand, like, you know, you had to watch your language and, and avoid certain, like, no sexual stuff with them, other whatever. So I'm, I'm not, I don't know to this day what it was, but I said something during that interview that, and I don't know which one. I have my guess. It's, uh it's the l and tlc um because we've had tori on and i don't think she'd be somebody who'd be offended same thing with candace um i don't think anyway something anyway that was said on the show offended one of them i don't know who i don't know what i might guess of who i, I still don't have any idea of what and that was the end of me on uh, after buzz and then um also, the uh, the meeting with um, Maria Menounos never came about. But the the plan he wanted me to meet with her, uh, do like a test to see like what kind of chemistry we had for like uh, a video show, and we were going to host a show on, on After Buzz. I don't know what or what kind of deal it would have been or anything. But, There's a few things that uh, I probably messed up. I don't think I don't really know what how I messed that one up, but um, I did follow up on all that. It just uh, just ended. Some things I, I'm just bad at following up on. I'll be honest, but, um, but that one I tried to. I thought he made up his whole career. Who was he talking about? I'm not sure. Oh, Rock Riddle. Um, there, I know that's what uh, Clinton always thinks too. That like he does. He, I don't know. Maybe he did. If he did, good on him. I think honestly. Jack would probably be on G4. I'm not sure what that is. That was the start of Jack being canceled. Oh, no, it's been canceled long before that. Probably um, TNA was the, the start of me being canceled. I'll be on in the early in my younger days. Uh, um, as you know, you're younger and stuff, but it would probably burn some bridges I probably shouldn't have. But yeah, with with um, I mean, not not like not just me. It was the guy um, Ross Foreman was really hard to deal with, and he had this weird to this day this weird vendetta against me. He would I'm not even you know this isn't me thinking I'm bigger because I don't think it's a big deal, but um. He would he wouldn't have aim AOL instant messenger conversations with other people about me. It was very weird, and I remember you know getting screenshots of this stuff, and the and the other person would be like, "What's this weird vendetta you have against this guy?" Because he would just like so I would be doing interviews for other events. Okay, I'd be doing interviews for, for Fan Fest it, with uh, with people from TNA because they were at fan fest because they were friends with uh, Greg Price at the time. And, uh, and then uh, Ross Foreman would then get on AOL messenger and be like, you know, um, you know, I don't want these guys on me. And he would always say by my whole name, Neil Jones show. And it was just very strange. And, and uh, they'd be like, well, it was already like, you know, set up and, and announced and he would be, and Ross would be like, well, he sets up like illegal in illegal interviews. And it was, it's just really weird. And I just remember uh, Greg would be like, why do you have this weird vendetta against this guy? 
it was all very strange. But yeah, the, the, I didn't, I mean, I guess I could have just been like an ass kisser and probably things, are, but that didn't go well. The stuff with the midgets didn't go well. Um, I actually ring of honor because the, the ring of honor got mad because I mentioned on the show, I think it was, was it Roderick strong? I think it was Roderick strong. It could be wrong, but I think it was Roderick strong was on the midget wrestling show. And he was ring of honor champ and he was playing a frat boy. who wasn't a wrestler. And I brought it up on the show, how bad I thought that made um, the ring of honor ring of honor look. And then they, they were mad that I brought it up because they're like, you know, you shouldn't bring up that the champ was, they were very strange ring of honor. I think this was when uh, Cornette was there and they would be like real kayfabe and all the emails, they would refer to the champ as the champ. All the emails would be back and forth. Like this was all real. Like I was really going to be interviewing the champ and he, and it was just really like hokey stuff. But there's been a lot of promotions. That, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's probably not smart of me, but whatever. Um, I'm not good with... Uh, if I think I'm in the right, I'm not good with uh, backing down. Um, where am I? Where the hell am I? Uh, do you think the heady verse needs more women? Uh, I mean, I, I think I'm, I don't care if men or women, whoever, I just think it's, I'm happy to have uh, the heady verse. The heady verse are good people. Tell your stories from trips to the uh, fan fest. Josh, do you ever think Barbie turned for one show? Uh, I like I said, I haven't talked to him in like in over a decade. I think. I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm not seeking that out. Nothing against him, but I mean, he just stopped calling into the show and never told us why. So it's not like I'm gonna like uh, ask him to come back on. If if he asked me to come back on, I mean, I I'm not against that. I don't hold grudges, but um, it's not anything I'm you know, looking for, um, Chell's stories. Well, I mean, I was, we had a good time at the fan fest. I remember the very first, uh, fan fest we we're going to go to that was in Rockland, Maryland. And uh, this would be the, that would be the first time I met Incher in person and Incher's dad was worried that, that like the whole show was just like a big scheme to get, uh, for me to get Incher in a hotel room and fuck him. And uh, I was like, come on, dude. Like, like we were doing the show like at four years, I think, at this point. Like, this, this is a long, I'm playing the long con game where I just, uh, uh, <laughs> I'd be setting interrupt just so I could get a piece of that sweet, sweet ass. Now, I don't know if he thought I was going to, you know, rape him. Or if he just thought me and Incher were, you know, just going to get it on to, you know, I don't know. But, but anyway, uh, it was very fun. We got together. Uh, I remember uh, one of the first people we met was Paul Bear. And I remember Paul Bear was always hitting on the women at the shows. I guess I shouldn't say that. But he's a, a very nice man. Ox Baker, really nice guy. Um, I did realize more so when I started doing horror conventions um, 
that a lot of the wrestlers, um, they still hold that, especially the old school guys where like, uh, they treat you, they'll treat, even if your friends on the show like this, when you're, when they're around other wrestlers, it's different. You know, they don't want to say they're friends with Marks, which is kind of weird, but just the, the, the positive sides, a lot, a lot of good memories. Uh, I remember, uh, Tully Blanchard was a really fun guy. Man, I know these aren't great stories here. I'd have to think about like some stories. Uh, remind me next week uh, when Inch is back and we'll tell. It would be fun to tell them together uh, as far as uh, fan fest stories. But uh, yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of fun times. It was fun meeting Inch every I used to look forward to that every year. It's kind of like our get together and more and more in your head people would come out. It's too bad, you know, things went the way they did. I always thought it'd be nice if we could find another convention that could be like our annual fan fest trip but a lot of them are one day and i don't think really traveling everyone traveling together just to be around one day is that great uh i'm just reading here Alexar is trying to get geraldine to clone herself so he can you know do the naughty with the geraldine clone uh Nikhil Callahan it was Eddie Kingston's birthday favorite memories of him in AEW um his first uh, appearance I thought was great and it really is cool that uh he he debuted and then um he didn't have a contract at the time and debuts and then gets a contract based off you know his uh his appearance a great promo and um another guy I'm, I'm afraid that they're really good they're missing out on the um momentum uh his stuff with punk was making and then he did the that interview he had all this buzz behind him the crowd was so into him and not really done anything since i love aw but they gotta that's something they really gotta work on when you you gotta strike when the fire's hot when you get a guy the crowd really reacts to go with it keep pushing it not just he's like not really doing anything it was the Butcher's birthday. Favorite memories of him in AEW. I actually really like that team, Butcher and Blade, and it's too bad he gets hurt a lot because um, they never really get a chance to do much. Um, he's always getting – they're always getting stuck in, in groups that don't fit him. It's too bad. Butcher and Blade, they should be with – maybe with Malachi Black or something they would fit in. But um, Either that or just keep him as a team. Uh, the Matt Hardy stuff's death. Get, get the, that's not good. It was Shadi Lee's birthday. Favorite memories of I don't know. He's uh he's whatever. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but he's somebody that to me doesn't really mean anything. The McMahon Helmsley heir was born on this day. Any memories of watching his moments on Armageddon 1999? Dude, that's 23 years ago. I don't I don't remember what, what happened on Armageddon 99. Tony Khan teased us in an interview. Tony Khan was hinting at doing a St. Patrick's Day Slam Dynamite show in a place like Club La Vila in Panama City Beach, Florida. Is this something you'd like to see? I Yes, I'd like to see any show. I like AEW. Um, that would give me uh, Nitro vibes. That's fun. I'm a big fan of Nitro. So, yeah, that'd be fun. Thoughts on CM Punk and Adam Cole saying they both see five years with the matchups for them in AEW. Um, well, CM Punk, yeah, that that's probably right. Adam Cole, um, I think, is a guy you could really build the whole company around for the future. 
five years out of punk. That makes sense. Adam Cole, I would say, you know, 10 years or more, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff there. Um, I don't written agree with the idea of never doing rematches because um, I would have loved to see the punk uh, punk and um, the punk feud go on along with Eddie Kingston. Um, I would have liked to, you know, Adam Cole and like a feud with a guy uh, to get really big feuds. You need more than one match. I did like what CM Punk said recently. Uh, he did an interview and he said that uh, what thing he likes in AEW is they like to make the fans happy and not miserable, like make people miserable for some reason, which is totally true. I mean, it's one of the reasons why I stopped watching WWE. It's like they hate their own fans and, and don't want people to be happy. It's very odd. CM Punk said this. Oh, that's what I just was uh, saying. Interesting. Winter's coming winter's coming lineup. Matches are AEW world title, hangman page versus Brian Danielson. This is gonna I'm really looking forward to that. It's a uh, surprise it's happening so quick. Hangman hasn't really done too much as champ. It was a great moment when he won and a great promo after he won, but since then not really done anything. But you can't, I don't think you can take the belt off him right now. And I think they're building to uh punk getting the title from him eventually. Dynamite dozen final MJF versus Dante Martin Serene. Oh, um, I think MJF has to uh, keep the the ring, but that'll be good. Serena Deeb versus Sheeta. That'll be good. I'd like to see Serena win. Wardlow versus Matt Sydal. What? That's all. I thought there's some another big match in that. Uh, I mean, Wardlow is just going to kill Matt Seidel, I assume. Any memories of Jimmy Rave? I don't uh, really, but it's awful that uh, you know, he died so young. And he's a guy from that era of Ring of Honor. A lot of uh, guys went on to real big. It's too bad that you know he never really shined anywhere off his initial Ring of Honor run. Thoughts on the hook debut. Wow, this was great. Um, I think some people are actually going a little overboard. They're saying it's like the, the greatest. Honestly, people are saying it's the best um, premier debut ever and he's future world champ. I don't know about that, but it was excellent. I think uh, they do have a star in the making here. Uh, the pr presentation was great, and he was really good in the ring, especially for his first match. When is Veer coming to Raw? They love doing this. They love to um, hint at a guy coming up, and then they just never appear. Uh, go, go. You're right, Jack. It was not Trent Acid. It was Johnny Webb. Yeah, that's a terrible interview, White Trash Johnny Webb. And I like XPW. Who made that Andre the Giant song? He used to play in the show. It still actually does play on the end of the shows now on the Spotify version. Um so if you if you want you can you can watch a video or listen to the audio podcast on Spotify and it opens with the our original theme by Doc Man and then it closes with the uh Andre the song Andre the Giant song by Ron Hex, my friend Ron Hex. Uh so when we were looking for a uh uh originally a theme for the song, my suggestion was uh Mr. Ass by Billy Gun Ass Man by Billy Gunn or this Andre the Giant song by uh, my friend Ron Hex. Um, did you ever want to be a wrestler manager growing up? Oh, yeah, definitely. I used to do backyard wrestling. Um, not like what people think of today, like 
you know, hitting each other with light tubes and stuff, but uh, just for fun. And yeah, I always wanted to be a wrestler. And I was very, I'm very small, short. If I was growing up today, um, it would probably be different. Maybe I would have pursued it. I don't know. But a uh, manager definitely, I think, would have been a good manager. Um, if so, what was your gimmick? Um, actually, I used to do one of the things when we did back at Vice Grip. I did like it sounds damn lame a headlock, but we like the vice grip. But um, we used to play this great uh WWF role playing game and we made all kinds of characters. Any place for another in your head, any plans for another in your head all nighter? I would definitely be down, not tonight because um, I didn't I got up early last few days and I'm getting sleepy right now, but yeah, I would like to do one at some point. Gogo 13, writer formerly known as Katie Lee, better come tomorrow on Dynamite. Whoa! Bum, bum, bum. Winter, I'm sorry. Joseph, if AEW didn't come around, would you have stopped watching altogether? Um, yeah, probably. Because uh, I, I was really um not watching much, and I haven't watched WWE TV in two years now. It was Two years. I quit watching before two WrestleManias ago. Um, it's just I just don't like it, and um, the it really reinvigorated my my love of wrestling. So yeah, I don't I don't think I would be. I don't. I hate to say I wouldn't be doing the show, but I would. I, I always thought about like this is weird to do this show without me watching wrestling, like. People, you know, I don't know. We'd had to think of what to do because I don't know about coming on here. And yeah, I mean, you could talk about old wrestling all you want, but I don't know if that's enough to sustain a weekly show. But I'm glad AEW is around. Jonathan Jackson, how big is cock? Well, whoa, whoa, I don't want to get kicked off here. Tyler Stevens, do you believe in ghosts or angels? Nope. Cave Abraham Lincoln, do ghosts and angels believe in you? They can't because they don't exist. All right. All righty. Well, I think that might be it. Anybody else here? Um, if you guys want to zoom on in, if not, I'm going to be wrapping up the show here at uh, In Your Head. In Your Head, number one show in the net. In Your Head, like Goldberg next. In Your Head. <laughs> Anyway, anyone's got some questions for uh, the show? If not, we're going to wrap this sucker up. All right. Thanks for the great memories. You are very welcome, GR. You're a good man. Lexar uh, went to bed early, said he loved the history of In Your Head show. Thank you. I had fun doing this crazy it's been around so long it's been around so long i've actually forgotten things that's happened it's really weird 
It is weird. I remember quite a bit of the first show. I remember stuff we talked about, but a lot of the stuff in between then, I, I don't re remember. I no, I honestly don't remember at all that one wrestling clip that uh, Gogus. By the way, for people who stayed this whole time, that was me doing the Shooter Austin. I hate to break kayfabe, but that was me doing the Shooter Austin voice. Um, I kind of impressed myself. I don't know. I think I could do that voice anymore. It does sound very, very childlike. And the idea was that we were going to do uh, a whole fake show and see, like, um, if we could get guests on it. To really, if I think about it now, we were going to guest on to troll them because we were going to act act like you know idiots. I was going to act like that kid and put him on the on the hot seat and try to make him ask questions. But the idea of doing like uh, multiple shows, one of them being a fake show, seemed uh, insane. It would have been fun, but it, but it's also a lot of work involved. I don't know. Would have been fun to do maybe, but. Can't do it today. We couldn't do it today with the video. I'd have to like get disguises. Thanks. Uh, hey, by the way, guys, uh, do me a favor. Um, type up memories. Send in your favorite memory to iwhitewrestling at gmail.com, and we'll talk about them next week here on the show. That'll be fun. Uh, Red Titus is going to be coming to the show soon. Um, he just won the Ring of Honor TV Championship. He's going to come on. Going to talk about that experience. Going to talk about final battles. Going to talk about um, his experience uh, being part of Ring of, Honor, Ring of Honor over these years. It's going to be very cool. Looking forward to that. And um, getting guests was a little different now, like I'd mentioned. Um, we'll see. Maybe we'll get some uh, some favorites over the years back on um possibly some uh legends on once in a while i don't i don't know it's just, it's a different experience but um i do like just coming on talking to everybody too i like doing the interviews but um i'm not a big fan of like getting after people to come on any i mean back in the day i would but it's just like i said it's a different experience i don't want to i don't want to reformat the show and put it behind a paywall uh, uh, honestly, I like doing the show and having just it out there so people can watch it. Um, the idea of doing it and then worrying about like people buying it. I don't know. I think it takes away the fun of it. Uh, but anyway, if you want to zoom in quick, here it is. If Seamus offered to come on the show, would you embrace him with open arms or tell him the no? Uh, I don't know if you know this, Josh, but, uh, but Seamus back in the day asked to come on the show before he was in WWF, WWE. And uh, yeah, we would have him on. Seamus. Seamus O'Shaughnessy at the time. And I remember his, uh, on his website, he had a great, well, he had the Mohawks again, but he had the big Mohawk then and he had a big battle axe and he had this crazy song that played every time he went to. Back in the day, do you remember like websites would have songs that would just play all the time? <laughs> it's pretty sweet. Mike Lopez is awesome. Thank you. Gogo 13, you and your memories. I was browsing the In Your Head audio archives and I have no memories of some of these guests. For example, I forgot that Hannibal was on your head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, um, it was a very emotional interview, I have to say, with Hannibal. Uh, Josh says, no guest shows are better. Well, I appreciate that. Um, the guest shows do bring in new um, listeners. So 
Um, I like doing interviews, but I also like interviewing particular guests. I am more of a, an old school guest guy. So if we get, it would be people. I was just saying, I was going to say people like Harley race, but Harley race passed away. So, um, but we've had a lot of people on in the past. You can go and check those out. Ivan Koloff and Tully Blanchard, Magnum TA and some good stuff. But, um, if something like that would come along though, somebody from that era, I would, uh, that'd be fun. All righty. All right. I think we're good. All right, guys. Uh, next week back to the regular, uh, in your head intro will be back. I think that'll be our last show before Christmas. So send in your uh, favorite memories. I had an idea, but it's too late uh, to do it this year. Let me know what you guys think about this. Maybe for next year, the secret Santa Claus. That's right. Secret Santa Claus with an X, 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 E, R, E, T, Santa Claus. That's right. So in your head, Secret Santa Claus, you guys send in wrestling gifts. I'll randomly uh, package them up, send them back out to everybody. It'll be a secret Santa Claus gift exchange, uh, all done through the Headyverse. What do you guys think of this idea? I think this will be very fun. Anthony Oberstart says, we need the raw report. Well, I believe Stephen went to bed, but here's the raw report. It fucking sucked. Boom. Raw report. Boom. All right. I'm going to go to sleep because I'm tired myself. Um, check out Without Your Head. Um, next week, we will have Fred the Hammer Williamson on the show. That is going to be very cool. Uh, da, 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 da. This live this Thursday, we will have Frank Farrell of uh, the cult classic Spookies and Street Trash. That's going to be a very fun show. That's live Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. And uh, I'm going to make them live right after this show. New uh, Neil and Annabelle's Dinner and a Movie episodes. Um, we just reviewed Wolf and Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. You can see Annabelle and I review those fine films. Um, you can also get um, new Dinner and a Movie and Without Your Head merchandise at the Without Your Head Etsy page. So you go to with uh, Etsy.com slash people slash Without Your Head. You can also uh, check out Without Your Head on uh, Amazon. I need to get some new In Your Head merchandise up. If you have some ideas for merchandise, let me know, and I will uh, get those up. Or if you're a designer out there and would like to design something for In Your Head, uh, email iywrestling at gmail.com. All right. Best error report ever. Well, thank you. Until next time when Incher is back, I'm going to get Incher. I'm going to get insurance. I can't. I don't know if I can do the voice. I'm going to get insurance in the hot seat and I'm going to make him answer all the, all the hard questions. None of these softball questions that you see on these other shows. He's going to have to answer them because he, he's going to be in the hot seat in, in the ring of fire and we're, we're going to get the dirt because you got to do it. It's, it's not like these softball questions on the, the other shows. We're going to ask the hardball questions and he, even some curveball questions because we, we are. I forget the, the, the catchphrase I kept using. 
the the evolution of the revolution that's here at smash mouth wrestling radio bitches andre the giant andre was big yeah 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 it was not small no 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 andre could drink and he could fight drink 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 and a fight 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 andre was big yeah 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 it was not small no 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 andre could drink and he could fight drink 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 and a fight 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 andre the giant andre was big yeah 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 it was not small no 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 andre was great he was not bad a great big heart and a great big man andre was big yeah 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 it was not small no 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 andre could drink and he could fight drink 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 and fight 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 andre the giant from Grenoble, france <laughs>